Lord, I've had a good life, and I think I lived it right. Bet there's a big old orgy waiting for me in the sky. I'm sure behind them pearly gates there's booze and weed and pills. But if there ain't sluts in heaven, Lord, send me down to hell. The look on your face, Nick. I can't see your eyes because of the aviators, but that first segment, I know I was touching you in the feels. I know it. <laughs> Brought back some memories. Exactly. <laughs> some fond memories. Right. Nothing wrong with fond memories. But I figured, yep, that's going to be something. I'm like, ah, this one's going to be near and dear for Nick. <laughs> All I got to say is, if you ever date a chick that's got false teeth, make her take them out for you. Goddamn right. Get the premium Hummer. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've said this before, but if she doesn't take her teeth out before giving you a blowjob, are you really alpha? Dude, you're getting right. changed somewhere if she ain't taking her teeth out. <laughs> that's not, you know, I'll, I'll say this, you know, false teeth was, she was a lot cuter without makeup than that chick was in the video. Well, yeah. However, I, I never, you know, I never got the, got the teeth free treatment. So you weren't clearly, I'm clearly not alpha. Yeah. You weren't alpha enough if she didn't take out her falsies. (laughs) Oh God, not going to make it. (laughs) I mean, I, I mean, honestly, I would have said something, but I, you know, when I get in those situations, I go into, I click into observer mode. So now I want to, you know, now I want to fuck with her and I want to see, you know, what her deal is, you know, yeah, you're, why, you're for compliance at this point. <laughs> right. So, I'm, so I want to see, you know, why she's, you know, hiding it from me and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's right. You know, if she could show up with just her gums and nothing else, that's a sign of a true alpha. Because then she's just being her true self. That's, that's right. That's the point. And but is she being? Way. But is she being her best self? Is oh. her true self her best self? That that's the difference between a hot dog and beef Wellington, right there. I guess Tell so. <laughs> Must be it. Kids, welcome to another let them burn. Tonight we are going to talk about true love and genuine desire, or as I call it. You can have sex and love any way you like, as long as it's my way. Because, boy, I'll tell you what. Man, over the last couple of days, I've watched Nuke take a beating, which he's young and stupid. So, he, he you know, he's doing it for the, the blue check thing because he's like, well, at least I'm getting paid. And that's fair. I give him that. But even young Jack has jumped into it again that I'm like, oh, look at you fuckers jumping into the breach. What are you doing? And then, you know, Ryan was fishing for trolls and fuck, he didn't need any bait. They just jumped right in the boat. And I'm just like, the fuck is going on here this week? I'm telling you what, between age gap bullshit that I've already seen a million times. And the best part is, I think it was Allie Drummond who brought it up at least I think she was asking more from the women's side. You know, hey, are any of you like her in an age gap relationship? I want to hear your take. 
you know, because she's obviously biased. She's in one. Her and her old man have, you know, a 20-something year age difference. But I'm sitting there and, yeah, we as guys, we understand. You know, it's okay if an older woman dates a younger dude. It's you go, girl. We understand that it's, you know, older women usually, you know, they're the, the common culprit here. That it's older women who are, you know, pissed off because... It's a younger woman who just took one of their possibles out of the dating pool. But I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, kind of like I said in a tweet yesterday, for all the ranting and raving, it, it's kind of like the guys that go on and on about porn and the evils of porn. And then you find out those are the guys that fucking constantly are jerking off to porn. You know, it goes back to the 80s when the, the mega church guys like Billy Graham talked about the evils of fornicating with prostitutes. And then what happens? The fucking guy gets caught fucking with a prostitute. Same shit. I'm looking at that going, wow, all these women bitching about age gap. And I'm thinking, oh, you just want to be in one. You know, you, you want that older guy, but you got to bitch about it instead of just fucking owning it and saying, yeah, I want an older dude. Okay. Because for guys, it's kind of self-evident. Why would a guy my age, Nick's age, Bull's age, why would we choose a younger, hotter, tighter? Well, it's self-evident. Fort Worth Playboy said it at one point. Yeah, what do you guys possibly have in common? Yeah, we look, we both like the fuck, but in the long run, there might be more to it because that's what I've found when I've dated much younger that, hey, they didn't give a shit about my age. Maybe it turned them on. I don't know. I didn't ask. All I know is, hey, what do you know? Yes, she's in better shape typically. She doesn't have as much baggage. She hasn't been down the road as far. So she's usually a lot more pleasant. And yeah, she's got a great body and we both like to fuck, you know. But I think a lot of these people, especially these women, it's like, wow, the lady doth protesteth too much, methinks. It's like, ah, well, you guys are fucking out in yourselves over here. But the, the biggest part that I've noticed over the last few days between the age gap thing that came up where Allie never did ask, you know, what about guys who've been in one? Hell, I've been in three. You know, one was four years with two years of cohabitation. There was a 20-year age difference there. You know, the next one was 15 years difference. The next one after that was like 13 years. So first, if we're going to have a topic, you know, a conversation, not that Allie watches this show because I'm pretty sure she doesn't. But if she did, Allie, first, I am willing to come on and talk to you if you want to have that conversation. Uh, number two, we need to come to a consensus. What's an age gap? How many years? Two years isn't an age gap. Even in my book, five years isn't an age gap. But seven years? Eh, okay, maybe. Ten years? For sure. Anything over ten? Absolutely. Okay? But I can give you the male perspective of being in an age gap. The, the pros, the cons, the whole nine yards. And this is an honest conversation. I'm not just, well, it's just sex. It's like, no, 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 no. I found out I had a lot in common with these women beyond younger, hotter, tighter, and we both like to fuck, okay? So I'm willing to have that conversation if someone, whether it's her or someone else, another guy or a woman, is willing to have an honest, genuine conversation about it. I'm willing to fucking have that conversation. I'll give you the take from being the older guy. It's great, you know, and I would do it again in a heartbeat because of the reasons that I know from what I've experienced. So there's that. But the other thing 
that I've noticed, and and this is the part where I'm like really sitting up and taking notice, is it's not just the trad cons who want to sit in the Lincoln chair in my bedroom and regulate how I fuck. Because I've seen that. You guys have all seen, you know, it's okay if you're married. It's okay if you genuinely desire and love each other, if it's true love. You know, it's okay if you've been together for X amount of time. And that's the the conservative tradcon side. But even, even the more progressive side, you know, because that's where I'm seeing this bitching about the age gap is most of these women that are harping on it. These are not tradcon women. These are like your progressive, you know, you know, sex worker prostitutes. It, it's these women that are arguing about it that I'm like, wow, you motherfuckers want to sit in my bedroom too. Both of y'all. I saw, I saw some dudes even, I saw guys even complaining about it. Oh, dude, guys, guys complaining about it. I can already answer that one. That's easy. Like, okay, there's so, other dudes that are like they're upset that a uh, older dude's dating a younger or married a younger girl. Okay. All right, I'm going to tell you why that is. Okay, there's two reasons for that. Two, one, they're never going to get a younger woman. Okay, that's usually the biggest reason. Is when I see guys harping on that and and playing pick me, they're they're the ones that you you're bitching about it because you never stand a chance because either a you're not in shape, you look old, you got health issues, you're a fat piece of shit, whatever it is, you're too chicken shit, okay? So you don't have the balls to go out there and even try. And if you did, you got shot down because, yeah, the majority of women, I would say, you know, using the Pareto principle, probably 70% of women, in my experience, are not into big age gaps, okay? A five years, yeah, they're fine with five years. But 10 years, 20 years, no way. It's because uh, the, the tweet I saw where the guy was bitching, it was a dude that played Captain America. He's 42. He married a girl that was 26, 26. years old. That's a I'm good like, bro, that's, he's Captain fucking America. I'm like, right. you're lucky dude. she didn't go lower in age. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's because he's he's trying to, he's virtue signaling to women, okay? He's virtue signaling to an audience. He's pandering to an audience. I was just okay? like, good for him, man. Like, Well, yeah, I, same here. That's what I thought. Oh, you, you, you're 42 and you met a 26-year-old and I'm looking at it going, yeah, when I was 42, I met a woman who was 22. I, I got you beat by about four years there, buddy. You know, my age gap was even longer than yours, but hey, whatever. You know, but guys who shame other men, they fit into two camps. One, like I said, they don't have the option, so they can't get it. So it's that sour grapes. Well, I don't want it anyway, okay? And it's other guys who are pandering to either their girlfriends, wives, whatever, to look good. Because I've seen it first, you know, firsthand experience, real time. I've seen guys when I walked in with my now ex-girlfriend and introduced her and said, you know, because I had a woman walk up to me and go, oh, who's this? And I'm like, oh, this is so-and-so. This is my girlfriend. And watch her jaw drop because she's my age. And she's like, oh, my God, I thought that was your daughter. I was like, eh, well, she could be, but she's not, okay? And then I see her boyfriend, who's also my age, behind her shoulder, his jaw drops. But then I see him going, and as soon as she turns and looks at him, he's, <laughs> okay? That's guys covering their ass, 
And that's what I say. There's two types of guys that are anti-age gap. It's guys who can't get them. And it's guys who are trying to virtue signal. It's that I hope she sees this, bro. Whether it's with their wife, their girlfriend, or future women. Because again, it goes back to A. It goes back to point one, which is you're never going to get that. So you might as well virtue signal to the women you can. I I understand. I understand that the gripe from the girls and I can excuse that, but like if it, when it's coming from the guys, either, either type that you just mentioned, it's, it's just repugnant. Right. Well, it's like I said, it's, it's guys that, you know, like I said, they're easy to me. The guys are easy that it's like, Oh, it's because you could never pull a younger woman and you know, you want to, but you know, deep down you never can. So you might as well shame dudes for doing it because you're just fucking jealous of them and the other is, it's, you know, the the two birds, two birds with one stone. Hey, if I fucking shame this guy in front of a 40-year-old, which is something I could get, then, you know, maybe she'll see this, bro. You know, that's what that is. So when I see guys shaming other dudes for getting younger, hotter, tighter, that one makes sense to me. It's like, ah, this guy just outed himself. That, that's uh, all. Well, it's almost the same vibe as being mad at someone because they built up wealth you know well dude but there you have it in a nutshell okay when you see all these arguments and all the shaming and all the language and all the tactics ultimately it comes from below it's from someone who is not as has not achieved whatever it is that you did whether it's younger hotter tighter or it's money or it's you know you 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 live your life on your own terms okay because they're not they're not I, yet, I, and maybe they never will. And so, it's misery loves miserable company. That's all. I it think is. it's I think it's aspirational in a way if you look at it, because like if you can see a guy that can pull a girl like 15, 20 years younger than her, I look at that guy. I'm like, well, if he can do it, I can do it. Exactly. That's exactly because he's just point. a guy. Like he's just another dude, you know. <laughs> just like me, I'm just a fucking dude. Okay, yeah. and when I pulled my first one. It was mostly by, you know, dumb chance on my part. It was me just willing to take a shot and go, ah, fuck it. What's the worst that can happen? She tells me no. Turns out she was into it. And it's like, oh, shit. And once I did it once, then I knew, oh, I could do this again. And I even have learned what to look for. Because they're going back to that Pareto principle where I said like 70% of women, it's ick. Okay, that they're not into that. All right, that's fine. You know, you don't want to date your dad. That's fair. I get it. But I've also met another small group of women, probably about 10%. They're into it for whatever reason. Okay. They're into it. That's their thing. They like older men. The other 10% or so, they've never done it. They're open to it, but you can't come off as creepy and old dude. And if you come off as just, hey, he's a cool dude, they're willing to give it a shot. That's the point. That they, I've never really thought about age, but most of the guys they've dated up to that point were guys around their age. But if you come in and you're just like, oh, hey, you know, how you doing type of shit, they may go for it. Then again, they may go, nah, not for me. But that's another small group. But you don't know until you've tried it. You don't know until you've taken that shot. That's my point. What do you say, Nick? I don't care. I'm not talking about that. Well, all righty then. What do you want to talk about, Nick? I've been struggling this week because I'm looking at a four to 20 year prison sentence. (laughs) And honestly, it's put everything in perspective for me. Has it? 
Did you decide you're going to double down and be a Patriot or what? No, it wasn't anything like that. I, uh, I mean, I've, I mentioned before, y'all know I live in a, I live in a crashed airplane fuselage <laughs> on the border of some Creek Indian land in South Alabama. Just, you know, and it's a nice, it's a nice airplane. I fixed it up real nice. Yeah. Is it a Concorde? Concord? And no, it was, you know, it was a, it was a private jet. Um, there is this, there is this, uh, there's this, this band crashed. Uh, there's this plane crash in South Alabama. It's it's not unlike Leonard Skinner's plane crash in Mississippi. But back in the 70s, there was this Beatles cover band from Birmingham called the Yellow Submarines. And they were <laughs> they were flying down to the coast to do a show on the 4th of July. July. And, their and their plane crashed, you know, on some farmland, just just one side of, you know, the Creek Indian reservation where the casino is now. And, uh, you know, long story short, I ended up buying it. And, <laughs> you know, I, when I sold my house in town, I, I moved down there and I've been here for a while and, and I got to thinking about something. I was like, you know, it ain't right that these Indians, these Redskins get to have legal gambling right next to my property. And I don't because granted I may, I may have, come here via Europe, but every Native American came here via Asia. There were no human life was not created in North America. We we came everybody came here from somewhere else. Well that too and they they and, lost they lost a war fair and square, you know. Well I mean here's the thing. You know I'm me and some friends have this you know have this floating poker game every week and and I got you know I got kind of tired of you know, there's a couple of guys in the group who, you know, actually happen to be cops, law enforcement. And every time, mm. you know, every time the game doesn't go their way, they they decide that they're going to, uh, you know, like one guy, well, like if like if one guy starts losing, he'll like, OK, we can't play. You know, this is illegal. I, 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 I really shouldn't be here. I can't do this. So he'll just pick up his money and leave. And same thing if he wins. Right. And so I got to thinking about that and I realized that I was putting myself in a precarious situation. So I didn't see why I couldn't just take my card table, move it across the fence over onto the Indian reservation. There's just some, it's just a cow pasture right there. And we could play our poker game there legally. And so that's what I did. And then of course, you know, the Creek Indians came out there while we were playing our poker game in the middle of the cow pasture and there were cows sitting around and they happened to drive up at a bad time because I had I had pulled out my pistol and pointed it at one of the cows because I didn't like the way it was looking at me. I don't know if you've ever had a cow look at you. Dude, I almost ran but one over for that looking at me. The way cow the way cows look at you, it just it's ain't judgmental it ain't right. fucking thing. It's That's why you know, I'm that they're hamburger. It's one thing for them to see you. It's another thing when they just start looking at you. And this one fucking cow was just looking at me, and I didn't know what you know what his deal was. Well, it's challenging right. your deal was. That's where it's you know. come at me, bro. Well, he was you know he was trying to. I think he was trying to amog me. Is what he was think, doing. Yeah, except yeah. no, I've seen that same look on cows around here too. Trust me. Like I said I almost took one out. I, I've I've heard that a uh, deer like buck can do the same. Thing. I've heard that. Well, anyway, so so like fucking Creek Indians showed up, Bureau of Land Management, FBI, 
you oh, know, wow. turned into a whole debacle. All right. All this shit showed up. The state of Alabama, the county sheriff, everybody was there, state troopers. And it would have all just gone away because they were like, look, just go back across your fence and we're all good. Except for one thing. And this was because the FBI was there. And I was wearing a T-shirt that said, free Pat Stedman on it. <laughs> and and I can't, I'm not, I'll, I'll have to get with my attorney <laughs> to really understand this. But basically, I'm being charged with the same things that Stedman was charged with because I was on federal protected- land. <laughs> no, it's not federal land. It's Indian land. But, oh, okay. yeah. but I was committing a, according to them, a felony, actually a battery of felonies because I was trespassing and running a, you know, running an illicit card game in a Creek Indian cow pasture. And because I was doing that and I was also uh, wearing that shirt, they said I was inciting insurrection, even 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 though it's retroactive to the actual act of insurrection now nowadays <laughs> you know federal law you know some of it was passed during you know the 2001 you know 911 you know legal upgrades and homeland security shit and then some of it was passed um in the wake of January 6th and then still more was passed in the wake of covid um so so apparently retroactively you can be charged with inciting an insurrection that occurred you know two and a half years ago um you know under special circumstances is what they call it and they said these meet those special circumstances so my lawyer is you know that's that's the tack my lawyer is taking um which is to disprove that these special circumstances exist and if that doesn't work, then we're going to go with unconstitutionality. But, you know, regardless of what happens, you know, to beat this thing, it's going to cost me every cent I have um, or it's going to cost me four to 20 years. You know, and they offered me a plea bargain. <laughs> and you didn't take it, right? They said they said they, I, they said I could plea bargain and I would probably get somewhere between 41 to 51 months. But <laughs> I stand on principle. Oh, uh, right. I stand on principle and, and I do this for, I do this for myself. I do this for all of you. I do this for my children. I do this for my 400 followers on Twitter um, and my 350 subscribers on YouTube. I'm doing this for everyone, not just myself, um, because this, this aggression will not stand. And, you know, but I've been, you know, I've I've been You've a little been angsty. Accused. <laughs> I've been wrongly accused. I've been a little angsty this week. I mean, I'll cop to the you know playing cards in an Indian cow pasture. I'll cop to that. I'll even I'll I'll I will even I will even you know admit that you know attempted murder or whatever. I don't really think they can call it attempted murder because I never pulled the trigger on that cow, and I actually didn't even have a round in the chamber. Um, you know. I was just I was just trying to intimidate the cow is what I was doing. But you're like, break yourself, motherfucker, break yourself. Right. <laughs> so I mean it just turned into this whole big mess. So that's what I've been dealing with all week, and I'm clearly gonna be dealing with it for a long time. So, you know, Four years. all these all these chodes I'm, who I'm are just, I'm just surprised that <laughs> you can get arrested. Like there's a law that says you can't flag a cow with your with your handgun. Fucking right. Well, here's the thing. I looked this up. 
And in the code of Alabama, it's true. You can't flag, you can flag your own cow. You just can't flag somebody else's cow. But the thing that kicks this up is that this is on an Indian Indian reservation. Oh, so it's like so, an, it's like a it's like hate crime enhancement kind of thing. Well, this is I mean, this is like I mean, it, it's like it's like Mexico over there. They can do whatever the fuck they want. So if the yeah. if the you know it, it was a double edged sword having having all that extra law enforcement there, but you know the the state troopers at least you know they they are on good terms with um you know the bureaucrats and and the management of the casino and the you know the reservation where the casino is is uh you know is built so they talked them down because they were going to because they wanted to drag me back to you know a cell and beat the shit out of me for threatening one of their cows but did you did you win the poker game like did you did you win any money well i, I always win when it's at my house <laughs> oh, there you go that's anyway, all that really matters. That's all that matters. Like, anyway, my that's why that's why whatever you know chodes think about age gap dating and <laughs> and all this other kind of stuff. It's just like you know who cares? Oh shit! Who cares? Well, there it is. Ultimately, Coldman Bugwell for the Canadian five dollars. <laughs> For Nick's legal defense fund. He never posted his wife and kids, so that's all he gets. <laughs> I have some old sex tapes of me and the wife I could post. Oh, well, you, well you, need to sa- you need to save those. You need to save those. Save those whenever you run for your local law. Uh, yeah, if you want to, you know, that's why you fucking lost your, your fucking my ex-wife. HOA, your HOA election or whatever, your little town council meeting you, where you running for the school board. The, yeah, the school board shit. You should have fucking showed them the sex tape. You don't yeah, fucking want leak. to get it from it. Yeah, you should have let that shit leak on Twitter. I'm telling yep. you, that's why you fucked up there. You know, and, and well, one of them, I even your campaign wasn't wasn't doing you any favors. Well, I was the one running my campaign. I was. Well, I was oh, I'm a one man shop. I was. How about, how about stepping on your own dick? If you got sex hey, tape, dude, well, dude, I'm thinking. Dude, I'm thinking about. I'm, I'm thinking about editing. You need I'm to think, stick guitars in editing. I'm Just thinking about me. I'm thinking about representing myself in court as well. <laughs> Ooh, all right. I think I well, can do this. Have fun with that. <laughs> but the the I think in one of those videos I actually gave her a facial. Hey, like I said, you you need a campaign manager, dude. I will make sure everything gets leaked to the appropriate channels. You could have been on the school board and here you are talking to us assholes instead jesus well i could have been on the school board and now i'm facing you know four to 20 years in prison so yeah well you know if you had just took that plea deal well i mean you should have just run made a run for it the problem is the (laughs) problem is is that well i mean i mean there was just there was just cow pasture you know there and then there was just open pasture on my side too They'd have probably there was probably a couple of choppers up there ready to take me out with a fifty. Um, Dude, I'm sure that, and this isn't fucking Ruby Ridge or Waco, but okay. <laughs> I'm sure that they. Well, they've been clearly paying attention to me well, for it some time. Been, but Nick missed it. Nick missed his opportunity to make it that way. Well, the way I, I mean, I fucked up by by wearing the shirt. I never should have. I never should have. You know, believed in Pat. My shirt. Yeah. I never should have believed in Pat Stedman. You know that's, but that's on me. You know, 
the red flags were all there. <laughs> but you always say red flags are green light. So I was just yes, like, well, they are. Yes, yeah. they are. I need to. They're not. So apparently Pat Stedman's not a red flag or a green light. <laughs> anyway, in light of all that. Well, it's a black light. <laughs> it's a black light. Oh, Jesus. No, no, no. You're giving black lights a bad fucking reputation. He's just a standard iridescent or incandescent, incandescent bulb. bulb. Yeah, that's it. He's a, he's a 60 watt. That's all it is. <laughs> in light of not all even, that, not even not even an IR pet. <laughs> I need everybody to go sign up for my paid Substack, <laughs> so you can get all of my you know paid material, my paid content, and most of that money is going to go into my legal defense fund. Just I mean, saying. I'm going to sign up for that just just because if you do go to jail, I'm going to be I'm going to be waiting for your Mind Comp book why you write in jail oh I, it's that's what i'm going to do when i'm there i mean i wouldn't call it mind comp but um, that's what i'm calling it <laughs> that's what i'm calling it i mean can you imagine the just the number of accidental sales i would get by naming it mind comp and putting it on amazon <laughs> right and then you know when people you know when people actually get it because I'm gonna have to make it you know I'm gonna make it just as thick you know you're gonna give you're gonna give Ryan Stone a run for his money is what you're gonna do well, well I mean that's also unfair advantage they're practically the same guy so. that's 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 ultimately my that's ultimately my goal <laughs> yeah because he, I've been I've been editing his books I've been editing well, his I was gonna books say, for you three can, years you're gonna save on editing costs all you gotta do is <laughs> well I mean the problem is that is that. You know, I've been editing his books for three years and like my point stands, my, <laughs> my pay, my pay, you know, I mean, basically in exchange for editing his books, he lets me follow him on Twitter. That's, that's basically what I'm getting out of it. So where did I go? No, I was, I was going to ask you, does he follow you back on Twitter or is that? in the next round of negotiation well he does he does now that was the that that was the deal you know i was like well if you follow me back if you let me follow you and you follow me back then other people will follow me just because um you know i'll get so i'll get you know i'll just kind of piggyback off of your clout a little bit so okay okay that seems that seems fair that seems like a fair i mean i've gotten some titty pictures out of it but his or his old lady <laughs> just internet internet randos just internet <laughs> randos <laughs> didn't you like some of his dog dick pics <laughs> <laughs> oh shit <laughs> i tell you what there's nothing more traumatic than opening up your email in the morning and seeing you know a rescued greyhound with its you know Red, little red pecker waving in the breeze. That's is it, that's is not the, what you the, want to see. The title, the the title says Madeleine's on the, and then you open it up. It's miniature greyhound cock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> said Madeleine's recipe. <laughs> anyway, so you know the the two things I'm looking for is if I do get convicted, I'm going to I'm going to write you know Mein Kampf and ooh. Mein Kampf too. No, just Mein Kampf. <laughs> okay. And well, you know, there are a lot. If you look, if you notice, you know, because I'll, because you know, there are a lot of books I've looked for in the past that had very generic titles, like you know, 
the river or the warrior or whatever. And there's 15,000 other books named that. So, you know, I can You're name just, mine. Why not call it Mein Kampf? I, well, it because it will be about my struggle. I right. mean, my struggle is a universal one, damn it. <laughs> and, and, and it can, it can inform and perhaps more importantly, save lives. And that's what I'm really about is saving lives. So if I can do that. So the first thing whoa, is going to be whoa, to write. Whoa, 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 whoa. You pivoted, you sneaky motherfucker. Well, just let me finish. Let me finish. No, you know, I don't know. First, man, first I'm writing Mein Kampf. And then second, I'm going to, I'm going to use the, you know, the, the, you know, whatever time I get in prison, if I end up getting, um, you know, actually getting convicted and sentenced to, to incarceration, then, you know, I'm going to, you know, milk that high bristophilia for all it's worth. And, uh, you know, <laughs> see if I can at least drum up some conjugal visits or something. See, and I'm looking at it from the perspective of this is why I got to keep you honest here as much as I can. You slippery bastard. You're, you really are the salamander. I'm telling you what, because <laughs> you know, here, I don't know, like three months ago, maybe less, you were all about bringing value. Now, now you just did the switch. What switch? Oh, you just, what you just said. Saving You're lives not- is value. No, it is. Yeah, no, it is. Of no, course it is. Have you seen most of these motherfuckers out there? They're not worth saving. All so- human life is precious, Rob. Rob tried telling me yesterday that making fun of retards is not an honorable activity. <laughs> it's really oh, not. You know, you guys, <laughs> you guys. I'm getting you for Christmas, Nick. I'm going to get you a cross so that you can fucking n- set it up and nail yourself to it when you feel unappreciated. I'm already, I already there. Know. I'm already there. I figured you were. You know, you guys get on the internet every week and run your yaps about the same old bullshit for three and a half years. I'm out there in a fucking Indian cow pasture trying to stand up for patriots and, you know, goddamn fellow Americans <laughs> against our government, against our oppressive government. And you got and, and you guys are giving me shit about it. You guys are part of the problem. Yes, we are. I'll admit it. I am part of the fucking problem. You're a big part of the fucking problem. <laughs> I am probably the, well, the biggest. Fact that, the fact that you did it on a on an Indian reservation is some <laughs> special irony. You know? I mean, it's artful in a way. It's, almost it's where I live. I know. To me, it's just like <laughs> I, I. You know, you can't even you can't even see the goddamn casino from from the property line. <laughs> it's just all you see are, is pasture. I mean, you can see some outbuildings in the distance, but you can't even see the fucking casino. It's like, you know, it's fucking, it's, it's the goddamn state of Alabama as far as I'm concerned. What you should do is like build a shed in the middle of a cow pasture <laughs> and just like squat there, you know, and, and then and then just stream from there every week. Uh, those, in, those Indians will beat the shit out of me. You think so? They're savages. Uh, yeah, they are, but, you know. <laughs> I'll wake up scalped. No, nothing a Winchester lever action can fucking take care of. <laughs> <laughs> oh god damn anyway so, huh damn. you can hold them back it's be fine yeah maybe 20 or 30 but they they got a bunch of those little there's that many of there. them there's a bunch well oh yeah you see one there's more i mean you know the creek the creek nation used to be half of the state of alabama you know and then we kind of sequestered <laughs> them into you know 
into we 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 help them find the best parts of the state on wow. which to reside. That's right, the tiptoeing. I love it. <laughs> it's it's kind of like got you guided them into the place. <laughs> well, I didn't because I you know my my people didn't come to America until 1900, 1898 or so. So you know I wasn't involved in any of that, nor were any of my kin. Nicholas Augustus Sr. was never part of that. He, he, he was fresh off the boat. Well, the pa- the patriarch is is Augustus Augustus. Augustus. The, patriarch, the patriarch of our clan is Augustus Augustus. And he came here in 1898 <laughs> because he heard the age of consent your, was lower here. Of your, of your clan? Yeah. Oh. He heard the age of consent was lower here. So he was he was actually... <laughs> He was a passport bro from Europe. What what, what kind of here. clan? What kind of clan are you talking about? Huh? What kind of clan are you talking about, man? This is getting dark uh, real fast. Better, takes all kinds, Bubba. <laughs> oh fuck. Wow, we're going into the weeds on this one. All right. Augustus Augustus, age of consent. <laughs> Hey, we're going well, back to the age gap. Nice. <laughs> well, there was we've come full circle. That's Good it. Job. That's why I said it. Hey, we're coming back to the age gap. Nice. There were a lot of, you know, there was the night riders, there were the knights of the white camellia, there was the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> Our patriarch founded an organization called the Augustan Ramblers. And basically what they did now they didn't they didn't hurt anybody they didn't terrorize anybody what they did was and and they were equality minded so they went to um you know mining camps and everything else where there were whites and blacks who who couldn't read and they taught them about you know people like marcus aurelius and you know caesar and and all the great you know plato socrates Oh shit! All the all the great, all the great <laughs> all classic, classic philosophers classic. and leaders of men to because they they wouldn't have been there's no way they could find out for themselves because they couldn't read so so basically what the Augustan Ramblers did was you know was bring the bring a little bit of ancient Greece and Rome to uh, to uh, you know eastern Alabama basically and what kind of a, a beautiful kind of a way. To just summarize and encapsulate the last six fucking years of the manosphere. I'm telling you what. I see what you're doing here, Nick. That's fucking a thing of beauty. I'm telling you what. Oh, my God. Well, I've just been. don't know, then you'll never know. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to clip this whole segment and, like, forward it to your other half of you, Ryan. And he's going to die. Like, his head will explode. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know. Any man who's like I've always said, you know, masculinity is not a social construct. It's written on your DNA. So, so any man who's fulfilling in the fifteen commandments, <laughs> anyone, anyone who's cognizant of fulfilling, you know, the mandate of the masculine DNA, your your life is going to be a microcosm of what's been going on in the macro manosphere. You know, for the, you know, because make no mistake, my, you know, my little airplane fuselage on the edge of Creek Indian land, that is the manosphere. 
I, really I plant is. my flag there. It really is. And 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 all all are welcome if you seek to be the best version of yourself. Oh, amen to the longhouse. Oh, yeah, but Boris is exactly right. You know, it's manhood burrito time. <laughs> whatever is in your manhood burrito is welcome on my property. <laughs> Oh my God. I was wondering what the fuck you were rambling on with for a minute there, but now it's like, oh my God, you beautiful bastard. Because you just summarized everything in the last six years. You just did. Oh God. And and most of these guys in the chat are gonna be like, huh? What do you think um, I'm doing over here? I'm playing fucking 5D chess. It may even be dude, 6D yeah, by yeah, now. No, I was going to say, dude, I'm going to say that's 9D chess at this point. You're in a whole nother dimension. You're way beyond masculinity, femininity, feminism, and patriarchy. You're, you're, you're what's his name from the Watchmen? The dude that decided, fuck all y'all. I'm going to go sit on the moon or sit in Mars or wherever he went. You're that. He transcended. Guy. I'm Dr. Manhattan. That's it. Yeah. You're fucking Dr. Manhattan. That's it. You're Dr. Manhattan. I don't want to be Dr. Dr. Manhattan was a douche. He was kind of well, a douche, you're though. kind of a douche, too. So it kind of... <laughs> <laughs> Touche, motherfucker. I'm Rorschach. You're Dr. Manhattan. No, I want to be right. I'm, 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 I'm Rorschach. No, you're not. You're you're Dr. Manhattan, dude, because you're sitting on the moon going, I already know how this all ends. And I'm going to tell you a tale of fucking woe on the tree of woe. Oh, my. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. My, my well, if you, trail, if you of, ever, if you ever my show trail of tears is my anarchist Nick. If you ever show us anarchist Nick, if anarchist Nick ever comes out, then you will, we might call you. I think our anarchist Nick is, I think is going to, I might, who knows? I might be in the cell next to Stedman. And, uh, you know, you know what, Zachary, it'd be a glorious death if he did just so ends with Nick killing Rob. I could yeah. kill Rob by that logic. Yep. I'm all right for that. I'm all right with that. If that's how I have to go, I, you know what? It's a worthy death. It's a good death. I'm good with that. I'm just looking at the, I'm just looking at the, you know, if you want to talk about playing the long game, my goal, my goal with all this true confession time was to, you know, the reason I did all that was, you know, I was a little bit disingenuous because I feel like if I can get, if I can get placed in the cell next to Stedman at whatever supermax prison we both get sent to, then not only will I be able to watch out for the poor guy because the guy's going to need somebody covering his six. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, yeah, he, he better not drop the soap. But, <laughs> you know, four years is about just the right time, you know, to to help him, you know, to coach him so that at the end of this ordeal, um, you know, he's a better man for it. And I just, I just, I'm worried about him in there by himself. And, uh, you know, because there's, think of all the, Think of all of the think of all the men he's helped and and how many more men could have been helped over this next four years that won't be because of this. So, you know, this is a loss to the manosphere and oh, uh, big time. Mm -hmm. And and I'm 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 convinced that, you know, if we just get a little bit of time together and, uh, you know, I can gain his trust, he can see the you know, you can see the wisdom of my experience. Um and benefit from it then yeah, i think are, when, he, he saying, when when he's released he will be he'll be twice as effective as he is now 
Are you saying his his grift isn't going to work in prison, or it's not going to be as effective? Yeah, I never thought about that. I never thought about that. He may, he may, out. yeah, he may hold court and you know help help those dudes improve their relationships. Hey, find dates. He, he might, you know, because I'm sure there's a lot of guys in prison right now, especially federal penitentiary. You know, federal prison. I'll bet you there's a bunch of motherfuckers, big motherfuckers. That are sitting around on their bunks in their cells when it's lights out. And what they're asking themselves is, am I masculine? Did I lose my masculinity? That's exactly it. That's yeah. they lost frame. Well, I get my frame back. And they're going to be like, ah, oh, that fucking red pill. Fuck those guys. I listen to them. And then Pat's going to be like, dude, you should have followed up stream Twitter. Well, the thing is, and and here's you know here's part of my grift is that I've I've edited enough of Ryan's books at this point that you know once my once once I finished writing Mein Kampf, my my follow up book is going to be called Chow Hall Dread, and it's going to be all about you know employing passive dread while you're in the chow hall for your you know 10 minutes you get to eat so then you can follow that up with with a shower stall dread i was thinking frame but you know could probably do both but that's kind of the point you know everything everything's an like opportunity how, if you have the right attitude like how, how to how to maintain frame when you're in the showers a bunch of other naked convicts everything everything is about attitude so you know turn you know it's turn that frown upside down kind of shit I'm all about that. I like good blues idea. Howard Rick Shore ordered Ryan's manifesto on frame from Amazon. I'm glad you did. It's a it's a very good. I book. like slaughter blues idea. Wreck yard approach game. Prison will be a masculinity immersion course for the lad. Yeah. Well, at least he'll have something to talk about after he comes out of prison. He's new, whole new grift. It's like how to how to surprise how to survive. Wreck yard approach game. Jesus, you guys approach. are you guys are brutal. <laughs> no wonder you're here. No shit. <clears throat> Well, you know, he could write a Gumroad course called How to Hide Your Shank, you know, because that's coming. That's that's going to be a course, you know, or, or as Bull likes to call it, 15 Ways to Use Your Prison Pocket, number four. <laughs> that's will, right. Yeah. <laughs> number four will surprise you. <laughs> number four will surprise you and, and hurt just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit well, it was edited by a southerner but i'm not wealthy and i don't own a white suit well it's like a it's like a marine corps drill instructor once said <laughs> prison shower donut theory <laughs> <laughs> i'm dead <laughs> oh fuck uh, you know that that's almost almost buggy that's almost enough to say, yeah, we're over, kids. Good night. But not quite. But that's that's close. That's probably about as close as I've gotten from the audience where it's like, okay, we're done here. We're close. But I'm telling yeah. you, not quite it, but it's close. Daniel's <laughs> Daniel's right. It's Marty that wears the white seersucker suit. <laughs> I ran I ran into him at a at a little uh at a little uh joint that had tables on the sidewalk in downtown Birmingham one day. He was sitting there in his white, uh, white uh, seersucker suit and his big 
big broad brim white straw hat and drinking a mint julep and i came i was walking down the street not paying attention to who was you know sitting there on the you know on the veranda as they say and, and i <laughs> Did and he I give hear you, this. Did he give you his secret chicken fried chicken recipe? I hear this. I say, I say, August, sir. <laughs> Might I have a moment of your company? <laughs> That's actually how we met. He 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 knew who I was. Damn, what a small fucking world. I'm telling well, you. Well, you know, Birmingham's a small city. Fair enough. Hey, what is the population roughly, you know, based on the last census of, of Birmingham? Uh yeah, pretty yeah. It's actually pretty small now. It, it used to be fairly big. I don't know what the whole metro area is, but the city's only a couple hundred, three hundred thousand at the most right now. Hmm. And the whole metro area used to be like a million. Now the whole metro area of Huntsville, which is in North Alabama, it's where I grew up. Um, that's the largest area in the state now uh, because of all the because of the um, the uh, the U.S. military's there, NASA's there. And then there's a whole big tech sector that built up around all that. And that just been, it's been, it's been growing every year since like 75. I mean, it's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's now the biggest area. And I think that at some point this, I think the city itself is going to end up being bigger than Birmingham because Birmingham has lost a lot of, a lot of residences, you know, in the, in the seventies, eighties, it was white flight. And now it's just, you know, the whole, the city itself is pretty run down just from, mismanagement and then a lot of the a lot of the big corporations that were downtown there's still a lot of them are still there but you know they're slowly leaving too so birmingham is probably going to be you know birmingham birmingham may be on deck to be the next gary indiana in about 30 years i don't know the problem the bad the sad thing is that the like the south side of birmingham is is still a pretty cool area that's where all the bars and you know that's where you go to hear music and shit that's still pretty good it's the it's the rest of the city that's fucked up i mean they have a they have this big they have a big downtown library that's four stories and their escalator has been broken for like five years and they never fixed it because <laughs> they can't afford to fix it so it's it's going it's going downhill fast now, it sounds similar to austin no nah, austin's austin's still way ahead yeah that's they, what i'm thinking this is well, you know are, the, the lazy are. assholes in the chat are not helping me out here because I want a, a census, you know, I want one of you autists in the fucking chat to look this up because I can't be bothered. We'll start but learning. I need to know the, the area, the Birmingham fucking Huntsville area census population versus Salt Lake, because I guarantee Austin's bigger than that. I already know. Yeah. All right. So as of 2021, Birmingham's population is 197,000. So we'll round it up to 200,000. And Huntsville right. is 216,000. Okay, so we'll go with 216. All well, right. that's Huntsville. That's Huntsville. Right. Birmingham is 197. So Huntsville's got Birmingham and Montgomery beat. And, uh, All right, since none of you lazy fuckers will help me out here. All right, let's see what Salt Lake is. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Man, you guys really are a small town. Yeah, you guys got to be like, what, 350? More than that, dude. Way more than that. As of right now, as of 2023, the current metro area population of Salt Lake City is 1,203,000. That's a lot of goddamn Mormons. Dude, that's a lot of goddamn people, period. <laughs> so we're bigger than Huntsville and fucking Birmingham. All right. But, you know, but now that begs the question, because since you guys suck, 
I I, I gotta see, you know, what uh, Austin is. You fucking miserable fucker. Almost a million. Almost a million? So Salt Lake City is bigger than Austin? Holy shit. Yeah, but it's not bigger than Houston. Houston's like three million. I'm here. The state of Alabama itself, you know, our population is just five million. That's the whole state. And that's grown a million since, you know, since 20 years ago. Because it used to be four million. Uh, it was around four million, I think, when I got married in the mid '90s. So we've had, you know, a million come in ever since then. Most of that's gone to Huntsville and Birmingham and Montgomery and Mobile. But uh, when I say that, you know, like the Birmingham metro area used to be about a million. I don't know what it is now, but that that's one that's that that area as a as a as a metropolitan statistical area is like. I think that's still the largest metro pop area in the state, but I think they're about to be over overrun by Huntsville. Anyway, <laughs> Chad gets it at least. <clears throat> but keep in mind, though, like the Austin, Texas population, it, it's it's almost a million. That was back in twenty twenty one. So okay, we've had a lot of people move here since then. Influx. <laughs> Okay, so I'll, I'll even, you know, give variance and whatnot because we got a couple of years in there. I'll just say for for expediency purposes, we'll say Austin and Salt Lake are comparable because that sounds about right. And here, I, you know, I thought, you know, Salt Lake was po-dunk. And it's like, Jesus, apparently we're not. No, it's, like, no, Jesus. not. it's like, yeah, Utah, you know, Salt Lake's getting up there in the numbers. You know, we're, we're hitting them numbers, boys. You know, that's the way that's going from what I just looked at. So apparently, you know, Birmingham, Huntsville combined, it's, yeah, you guys are maybe half. Houston, you wanna... Houston has all, Houston has all, everyone beat, though. Oh, you fuck. They... Houston's got like, what, 3.5 mil? Uh, 2.2 million since 21. Mm. I know more people. So it's closer to two and a half. Okay. Five million. All right. That's that's the metro area. That's not the surrounding area. Right. See, and and to be fair, when I was pulling up Salt Lake's shit, that's the surrounding area. That's the entire valley is what I'm thinking. That That's not just the metro area. It's like the metro area is probably out of that mill and change that I told you guys. I'm thinking that's probably 800,000 out of that. Yeah, I think the... I think because I've heard Houston being a population of three million, and I think that is counting the greater Houston area, right? Like, like Harris County, right? Surrounding area outside of you know even going outside of Beltway, it's close. That's it's probably around get, three million, right? That that's what I'm thinking, Chad. <clears throat> is that when I said a mill plus, which surprised me. I'm thinking it's counting West Valley, Sandy. Like I said, it's 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 the whole valley. It's not just the metropolitan downtown Salt Lake City area. Because I, I can't imagine a mill plus packed into that because it's actually a pretty small area. So it's got to be all pretty much the valley is what I'm thinking. But even then, a mill plus is surprising to me. Because well, I mean, if you're if you're going with the metro area, not just the city limits, then the Birmingham metro area is over a million. Is it? Yeah. If you encounter if you if you include the everything that's in the metro area, and not just the Birmingham city limits, yeah, it's it's well over a million. It's like a million hundred thousand fifteen. Okay. Some shit. So again, it's comparable to Utah. It's comparable to Salt Lake. To yeah. The Salt Lake Valley. That sounds like it. Yeah. yeah if, so that, if you're talking about that whole area, then yeah. Oh, Ty. 
the fuck is Planet Cobol? No, I understand the reference. The funny thing is, is this is how I know, you know, going back to tell me you're not from Utah without telling me you're not from Utah. Here we go. Okay. The, the, the Mormons in Utah are maybe at this point today in 2023, they're lucky if they're half the population. And actually, if I had to guess, it's probably slightly under 50%. It's probably more like about 48, 49% is LDS. The rest of them, they're all transplants, okay? That's where I'm seeing change, and I've lived here most of my life. That it's like, yeah, you know, 20, 30 years ago, sure, I'd agree with your sentiment here, but not anymore. Yes, they are still the lawmakers. Yes, they are still the face of the church. All of that, absolutely, okay? But the population as a whole... It's about almost 50-50 at this point, and even a little less on the Mormon side. So that's where I'm like, tell me you're not Mormon and not from here without telling me. Because, no, it's it's changed. There's a definite demographic change here. Well, where are the Mormons going then? Or are they just not? They're not populating as much because they're white okay. people and white guilt. And oh, some of them actually understand that, hey, shit's expensive. Even the Mormons figured that out. Because even they're affected by it. Trust me, the Mormons, as much as, you know, they have 14 kids in the family, that's not quite as popular as it once was. Okay? So I'm saying there's been a demographic shift in the last 30 years. So they're not as predominant as they once were, but the the church wants you to believe and think what Ty Cobb was saying. But when your boot's on the ground and you live here— it's like, ah, it's not quite what everybody else sees and believes. No, I, hear no, no. If you're a, I hear that if you're a Mormon and you have a lot of kids, then if you're a, if you're a, if you're a men's style coach, you have to expand your grift in order to be able to pay for all your kids. <laughs> Just being a style coach won't get it. <laughs> what, what the fuck's his name? I want to cough, but I, I'm actually at a loss right now. What's his name, Mister? Uh, well, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to advertise. Give somebody else free advertising. No, true. Yeah, true. that's one thing you, that that's one thing I that I I realized today. I had I had retweeted somebody who was a dork, and then I realized, you know, I'm not going to do this anymore because the because all I'm doing is advertising. All I'm doing right? is spreading the virus, you know. So right. I so I ended up deleting it. And, Smart uh, move. I'm not going to do that anymore. Plus. You know, it's kind of like, what's the fucking point? Mm. Well, and I believe it was Roycey years ago or somebody way back in the day. And Rolo has made his own riff on it. You know, attention is the coin of girl world. Okay. And I think it was Roycey or somebody like him who said, you know, anything, you know, and he was prefacing it with women and are you fucking them? Yes or no. And if you're not then anything they say is interesting, it's amusing, or it's irrelevant, or something along those lines, okay? But in today's world of 2023, because I saw it today, I was watching it in real time today, it's not just the women who want attention, it's the guys too, okay? And, and granted, I had to go there a little bit today, and I'll admit it's a guilty pleasure, okay? I like to mock the stupid. I like to mock... The ridiculous. 
So I go after him occasionally. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Okay, But the truth is, which is what Nick just said, and I'm in his camp because, dudes, you guys have no idea how many times a day I see something stupid, whether it's from a woman or a man, and I want to throw my two cents in, and I fucking hit the quote tweet and start typing shit up, and then I stop and I go... Does this matter? No, it doesn't matter. Does this affect and impact my personal day-to-day life? No, not at all. I don't give a shit what these guys or these women are saying because I don't know you motherfuckers and I don't care. It doesn't affect my day-to-day life. And so then instead of hitting send, I hit delete. And I just keep scrolling. Well, it's, it's like a like a wise man once told me, at least you know where you're getting your orgasm from. Well, there's that. You know, that's, that's kind of the point, you know, and honestly, like where, if we followed those rules to a, to a T, no one, like we wouldn't be on Twitter anyway. Well, and that's why I'm practically not on Twitter these days. It's like, ah, real life is way more interesting. I got shit to do, you know, because ultimately at the end of the day, I, I see the rantings and ravings of unfucked women. And the rantings and ravings of guys that hope she sees this, bro. And and I'm like, sucks to be you guys. We need to start, you know, someone should start a dating service. Dude, they would never hook up anyway because neither one of them want each other. Think about that, Bull. If they wanted, and, and I think it was either Ryan or somebody else, and I know I've said it in the past, you know, they, you know, red flags on a woman. If she's over, you know, whatever age and she's still a virgin or she's unmarried, there's a reason for it. Okay. Same with the dudes. Oh, you know, that's where Ryan even said it today that the incel thing's a psyop. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's a choice. Okay. Yep. If there's angry women on the internet bitching about age gaps, they're single for a reason. And that reason is number one, because ultimately, you know, you know, we're talking we're uh, insufferable. We're well, insufferable. hey, you're you, that's point two. That's point two. Point one is they chose it. Okay. Point one is they they don't want to be in a relationship. And then point two to add to that is they're fucking insufferable. Okay. And that's the same with the guys. When I see guys, and I've seen plenty of them, that they bitch and moan and whine, just like women, about, uh, where's all the good women at? You know, what, what happened to loyalty and to commitment? And they're leading with that. These are guys whining and moaning and complaining, leading with commitment. When I see that, I'm like, that's all you have. If that's your intro is... You know, what what happened to the women looking for a good guy that just wants to commit and settle down? And I'm like, that's all you have, bro. You're leading with that. Then that tells me you have no options. You have nothing to bring. It's the same as guys leading with their wallet and shit. Right. It's no different. You know, ah, I, I, I got a yacht. I got, you know, I got a Lambo. I got a Bugatti. You know, oh, you're leading with your wallet. Well, that tells me that's all you have. Same thing also, here. too, oh. especially like with with commitment for a man's commitment. If he's leading with that, that's like his whole that that's his whole thing. Like that's all you that's all you have. That's and it. You ready to give it away? 
That's what I'm saying. Okay, that's my point. Thank you. If you're going into the conversation as the guy and you're leading with, you know, I'm looking for a tradcon virgin fucking waifu and that just wants commitment, then you told me as another guy, as your competition, you told me everything I need to know, which is you have nothing. If that's all you have is, I just want to settle down and commit. And, I, and I'm a guy. And I'm like, wow, that's all you got, bro? You have nothing else? Well, yeah, you're desperate. You're dateless. You have no options. And you know what? If I can see that, guess who else sees it? All the women. They see it too. Let, and it's let like, me, wow. yeah. It's like, let me gamble away or let me give away my bigot, my only chip I can control. Yeah, your only real chip. That's it. They're giving it away. That's what I mean about attention. Okay. When I see women bitching about age gaps and bitching about guys ain't shit and bitching about whatever. And I see other guys that I like and I respect and they're engaging with them. And I'm like, oh, look what you're doing, bro. You're giving a woman or, you know, woman, we don't know, you know, because there are no women on the internet, you know, tits or get the fuck out. So you're giving women exactly what they want, even if it's adversarial. You're giving them attention. And what did Royce say years and years ago? When it comes to women, you're not fucking everything. Anything they say is interesting, it's amusing, or it's irrelevant. Do not give them attention, which is why I don't engage. I'm like, I'm not fucking any of these broads. So I don't even if you're fucking them. Well, yeah, there's that, but you're you're getting into game 2.2 now. Okay, let's we got to keep it down for the dummies here. So you don't give them attention, but you know what? Same is with the guys today. Guys are feminized women. So when a guy goes on the internet and goes, "Hey guys, I'm retarded," and everyone goes, "Cool, bro," and he goes, "Huh, jokes on you. I was only joking." No, he's a retard. Why engage with them? Because you're giving him exactly what the same thing that women want. He wanted attention. He wanted his ego stroked. He wanted validation, even if you called him a piece of shit. He wants that, so don't engage him, you know? Shut the fuck up is a superpower. And it's not just for the guy who's running his mouth. It's for you and me, the people who want to go off and go, oh, dude, don't be that guy. Same fucking thing. That's why you see me less and less on Twitter, even though I'm actually there. I'm there every day, all the time. I'm scrolling the timeline. And man, like I said, all the posts I want to write and I do write. And then it's like, do you hit send or do you hit delete? And nine out of 10 times I'm hitting delete. I'm like, fuck it. It doesn't matter. These guys don't want to learn. They don't want advice. And I, Every now and then, yeah, a special retard pops up where, ah, here's a good learning lesson for the guys. Kind of like Pat Stedman doing four years in a federal penitentiary. Oh, hey, you guys think Pat's cool and he's a patriot? Go read the transcript about how he backpedaled. Go read about him going, oh, oh, well, no, I, you know, in his own video that he recorded himself about break it down, we're taking it, it's ours. And then... In court, he testified to go, well, that's not what I meant. That's that's not it. No, no. I, I thought we had a right to be there. 
I was I was doing this for internet clout, and I'm not the same person I was then. <laughs> right, I, I've grown since then because now I have two kids, and the court said, "Yeah, you get four years. Have fun." There's well, it's, your it's hero. like that Owen Shore. It's like that Owen Shore guy is going to probably going to prison. It's like everyone's like, "Oh, they, he got he, you know he got punished for free speech." It's like, well, yeah, but I mean the thing is, he 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 uh chopped to it though. Like he pled guilty. If he was really like if he's really about contesting it, he would he would have said no, not guilty. He would have taken it to court. But no, he he pled guilty. So I think he's going that, he's going to, he's going to prison because he 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 pled he pled guilty. He refused to fight. Yeah, he got he ended up getting a lot less though, didn't he? Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure it's there was a deal there. Yeah, but still. I, well, I think he he had a pretty solid case because he wasn't even fucking there to begin with. I mean, and I understand the part where like yeah, they shouldn't have arrested him in the first. Yeah, I get it, but that's not what reality of it is the reality is mm-hmm. they did arrest him so <laughs> did you ever see the did y'all ever see the movie role models no it's pretty fucking funny yeah i've seen I'm, it the one with uh adam sandler no it's got the oh. guy from uh american pie stifler's in it and then oh, the, okay. oh then yeah the guy, okay. the guy from i love you man is in it it's pretty fucking funny he's there's a scene where he's in this he's in this office talking to his girlfriend who's a lawyer because they get sentenced to community service because they you know because they fucked up something and uh he's in the office talking to his girlfriend who's he actually comes barging in there and she's in there with a client and the client is this old guy who got busted stealing TVs out of a you know Best Buy or something some warehouse and uh and so <clears throat> He doesn't notice him at first. He's like, who's that guy? And she goes, oh, that's Mr. You know, that's Mr. Smith. He's, you know, he's a, he's a, he steals televisions and he's like, allegedly. And she goes, we have you on video. And she, she hits this button and the video plays on her computer screen. And he's in the back of this thing and his henchmen are loading up all these TVs on a forklift and he's going, wow, just imagine me, John Smith, stealing TVs. Whoever thought I would ever do this? And they got them all on the they got them on the surveillance camera saying that shit. And as soon as I heard about Stedman's thing, my yeah. mind immediately went to that movie. It was like the same situation. Yeah, it was same thing except it wasn't CCTV. It was Pat Stedman with his own fucking phone. You're doing it yourself, right? Right, self snitching. Okay, that's the difference between that movie and reality. You know, oh, well, we got him on camera that was, you know, a third-party camera. It was the warehouse camera that caught him. No, in Pat's case, it was his own fucking phone. Okay? Well, and, you know, it's bullshit. The, the, thing, the thing that I thought was most hilarious about all this shit right from the beginning is, look, as far as, you know, they're thinking about government and their sentiments on the direction of the country and everything else, I'm more or less in agreement with most of those guys Same. criticisms right here's Same. the here's the difference if you're somebody who distrusts the government why do you go and put yourself in a position of weakness where the government can easily take control over you whether legitimately or illegitimately because if you truly believe that the current incarnation of government is evil or whatever dark you know terminology you want you want to use then you know you know or just like politically motivated you know whatever then going there 
and participating in such a demonstration inside of the U.S. Capitol building is negating everything that you believe about what you is essentially negating the reasons why you were there. Right. Because if you truly believe the government is evil and uses its power for evil, why are you so willing to be a sacrificial lamb? It's the because same kind that, of guys, the same kind of guys who lead with lead with their commitment. Well, it, right. It's the same action role playing is what it is. It goes back yeah. to what, you know, what we're always talking about. Rob's always talking about is that there's what people do. And then there's how people portray what they do. And the truth of the matter is that Stedman didn't think anything was going to happen to him. Because nope. he didn't really believe all the shit he was lobbing out he there because his own bullshit. Yep. Because all it was was a bunch of PR for clout. That's all uh, it was. And it bit him on the fucking ass so hard that he's not gonna have an ass anymore. No, it's and, gonna be rimless. <laughs> never never get high on your own supply. Well, and that's exactly Starface taught us nothing. Don't get high on your own supply. Well, you know, that's the best part when when Ryan and Chest and I were talking about it on Red Morning on Saturday. Okay, Chest was pulling up the court documents and all the pictures and video clips, every one of them but one was pat. Okay, there was one segment, one picture that came from a CCTV that came from the Capitol building. The rest of them were all his. And, you know, he's going, you know, tear it down. We got you now. You're done. You know, break down the door. And then in court, his own testimony as he got on the stand. It's all recorded, guys. I'm not making this up. It's his own, you know, his own words going, well, I I didn't really mean that. That's not what what this was. I, I thought we had a right to be there. And I'm like, oh, look at this patriot fucking backpedaling. You know, if he was a real patriot, he'd have stood by his words and said, you know what? I stand by what I said and did. You know, and if I get 20 years, then I get 20 years. Instead, well, it was, well, I didn't really mean that. That's You're taking it out of context. And right there, I was like, oh, you fucking douche. You know, it's like, yeah, you're LARPing for fucking clout on the internet. You're not a patriot because if you were, you'd have stood by your words. And if you were a patriot, you'd have showed up armed. He's not, he's not even a martyr. No, no, he's a lamb. Like, like you said, Nick, if he believed in his own hype that the government is evil and they're out to get you, he'd have been nowhere near there. Instead, it's right. oh the government's evil, but I'm gonna go there and throw myself into the maw. And he didn't expect, you know, he thought he was gonna get a soft landing. Instead, he gets four years plus. And it's like, well, you fucked around and you found out, didn't you, LARPer boy? Well, I want to know is how all the people who because I, you know, because I checked that what was going on with all that shit back in the day, and it was like uh all of the people who are uh all of his fl- followers that were blowing smoke up his ass. I wonder how they feel now. <laughs> no, 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 dude, I already know how they feel. I can I can answer that. I can synopsis and summarize this for you. So all the people who egged him on when he decided to storm the Bastille, okay? He was listening to them. They were listening to him. It was this feedback loop, and away he went. He stormed the Bastille, took video, took photos. You know, he's got him smoking a cigarette, cupping it, 
being a hardcore fucking, you know, I'm a hardcore patriot. Okay. Then he gets arrested and oh my God, the, you know, the supporters, that's, you know, that's tyranny and that's unfair and blah, blah, blah. And then, Hey, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm not going to take a plea deal when the government was like, dude, brah, take a plea deal. Nope. Nope. Not going to do it. Okay. So he doesn't. He gets four years, three years probation to $20,200 or so in fines. And, you know, he's, I'm at peace. And all his supporters are like, that's fucked, man. Thoughts and prayers. He's a cautionary tale now. Well, the, and, and he should be, and he should be used as one because, um, and, and here's the reason, you know, first off, um, unlike him, I do live in operational reality. I do believe the government is that capricious yes. and, and darkly motivated, Yep. which, which is why I'm not going to put myself anywhere near. near that kind of shit for something that's just a PR stunt, first of all. And then second of all, um, the, there is no, there is no coming back from missing four years with your kid. No, that's and, that's the point. And that, there you you nailed it. You fucking nailed it. You can unless you're a complete, you know, sociopathic nut job, which I don't think he is, but I think that, you know, unless you are, he's going to be feeling that every single day in that cell. Oh, missing out oh. on his on his on on his life with his kids and he's going to be He's he is going to have to sit there and think about whether he's going to admit it publicly or not. He won't. He, he's going to have to sit there and reconcile himself do, to doing one of the shittiest things he could do to his kids for clout. Some stupid internet stunt. Yep. And that I'm glad you brought that up, Nick, because there was something there that I've thought of. Because I, I know a lot of different people because I have a very varied background. Um, I know a lot of wa- people from different walks of life. I know a lot of different people. Some of them are family. Some of them are close friends. Some of them are acquaintances and associates and people I went to school with and you name it. I know a lot of people that I've I've had the privilege, if you will, or the fortunateness to talk to them after the fact who spent time in prison, okay, for a variety of crimes. They were convicted on anything from grand theft auto to drugs to whatever whatever it is, murder, okay, you name it. I, I know a lot of different people that are now currently out, or at least at the time I talked to them, they were currently released from prison. And, you know, there came a point where I sat down with them and I was like, so what was prison like? And they all said the same thing, all of them, every one of them, whether it was, you know, some kind of grand theft auto or or grand larceny, something that was a felony conviction, drugs, uh, murder, Uh, Like I said, I know a lot of different people from a lot of different walks of life. Every one of them said, when you go to prison, time stops. For you, the inmate, the convicted, time stops. The first day in prison is the only day that's different because you get processed. 
You get to get deloused. You get to get your, your fucking number. You get your pr- jumpsuit, whatever. And then once they put you in that cell and shut the door, from there till the day you're released, time stops, okay? But when it comes to your family, to the people outside, time doesn't stop. Time keeps going, okay? For you on the inside, you as the inmate, you as the convicted, every day after the first day until your last day is the same, okay? You get up at a certain time, you go to chow at a certain time, you do whatever the fucking prison tells you to do. And that's your life for the duration of your sentence, okay? Maybe on the weekend or once a month or whatever it is, depending on the severity, depending on where you at. Are you in general population? Are you in solitary confinement? It may vary slightly, but otherwise every day is the same, okay? And if you're doing four years, you have, you know, three, you know, take it down to a year. You have 363 days that are identical. Day one is different and the final day when you get processed out, whether it's parole or it's you did your time. Those are the only two days that are different. Every other day is the exact same using a one-year sentence, okay? Meanwhile, for everyone on the outside, your parents, your spouse, your children, life goes on. Life doesn't stop. So, when I think of, you know, Pat, I don't know when he's going to prison, but the day, the first day will be like every other day other than, well, this is new. He'll get processed. He'll get deloused. He'll get a finger up his asshole. He'll get a prison jumpsuit and he'll get a number and here's your cell. Then from that point on, time will stop. Okay. Because every person, every guy, every woman I've ever talked to who's done time, this is what they've told me. Okay. Never mind. Don't drop the soap. Don't, you know, never mind gang politics and all the other bullshit that goes on in prison. But for them, time stops because it's the same day every fucking day. But meanwhile, Pat has a wife with kids. And right now for this first year, sure, they've got a little bit of money for the people who said, yep, I'm contributing to the Patriot Fund. I want to help old Pat out, you know, beyond thoughts and prayers. Well, that's not going to cover his fines. That's not going to cover his restitution. That's not going to cover his legal expenses. And the money is finite because six months from now, other than his parents, her parents, her, excuse me, her and the kids, which they're too young for the most part to realize right now. But in general, after six months from now, Nobody's going to remember Pat Stedman. And that money that he's gotten so far is finite and it's going to run out. This year, she's going to stand with him because she believes in him. He's the father of their kids. She believes in his message. I know this because I've talked to spouses that had a spouse, male or female, sitting in prison. The first year, oh yeah, I stand with them. They were wrongly accused or whatever it is, you know, ah, they were harsh. Next year, a year from now is when it's going to get interesting, okay? Because everyone will have forgotten about Pat. Life goes on for the rest of the world. Life goes on for her and her kids and his parents and her parents and all of their siblings, everybody else except for Pat. Pat's going to have the same day over and over. Give it a year from now. The money's going to be gone. 
And unless she's getting support from his family, her family, or both, she's going to have decisions to make. And under the eyes of the law, you can get divorced because of incarceration. And while she may not divorce him, I'd say the probability is about 90% she will. Tell me, Tradcon people, family, nuclear family people, how did Pat's decision help his family? How did this help his kids? How did this help his wife? When he decided to storm the Bastille, playing fucking live-action role-playing hero patriot, how did this help anything when it came to his kids and his wife? How did this help? Well, and and that that is the central question, and the way that's going to play out in real time. And I, you know, I made a, I made a shit, you know, I did a shit post about this this week or last week, where it was like, you know, his, you know, Stedman's kids asking him, you know, did you, you know, did you get arrested for doing something important, Dad? <laughs> And, and, and the reason I did that is because, because I, because I, I've been, I've been in the position of having to explain or choosing to explain some behavior to my own kids. And the interesting thing is that when you're in that situation, even if you've been bullshitting yourself about it for months or years, when you're sitting there looking at your, looking your kids in the eye, are you going to try to sell them the same LARP that you sold your Twitter followers and that they sold you? Or are you going to look at them and say, I did something that was just random, randomly stupid and the person that hurt the most was you? Do you have the balls as a father to say fucking that if, if the situation warrants it? And that's the real shitty thing because when when I look at shit like that, doesn't really apply anymore because my kids are grown. But right. same principle. This is how I looked at it back then. When when I look at some shit like that, my first thought is, uh, you know, a what's in it for me? Nothing. Right. Is is what's in it for me? Is the juice worth the squeeze? Nah. Right. And how am I going to explain this if it goes south and tell my kid? that or even not being able to tell my kid you know if i die or something that you know i did all this stupid bullshit because all that was more important to me than me coming home at night and i was too stupid to understand what it was i was doing and this is why two things soapbox time this is why a i always shit on dads in their 30s because they're always the ones with their chest poked out and the flag draped around them and they're talking all kinds of shit about what the world <laughs> you <laughs> asshole about about you know uh god the flag you know hot dogs apple pie and chevrolet you know that better? It, it's all that's so, yeah i like that but um, <laughs> If we only, if you could only cue in some mood music, real soft, that would that be even better. Maybe organ. Oh, all right, maybe, I'll maybe some organ. Um, you know, so it's that. It's why I always shit on 30, 35, 30 something year old dads is because they're always high on their own supply. It's the first time they've been pedestalized in their life, most likely, and they just can't handle it. It shoots them right off the. They go right off the edge. This, the, that sounds like some kind of weird science fiction porn, but I'll take it. The the second thing is that's why that's why 
I shit post and I I get on this, you know, this travesty of a live stream every week and just make fun of people because because all of this is really shit thinking and it's and it gets you their real world consequences when you start taking this shit beyond the uh beyond the you know scope of it just being a somewhat anonymous online thing and you go try to make something happen in meat space that was conceived for an online audience it's obvious you're just asking for trouble and that's that's just that's fucking ridiculous so why why are you doing that you know and that that's why i like making fun of that shit is because there's so much of this blowing smoke up each other's asses online that you know it's it becomes it becomes a uh, you know, it should be a cautionary tale every time you see it. Kudos, bro. And Grant. And Grant. <laughs> but that, but that's 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 why that's why that's why we don't believe in bringing uh, you know any practical value whatsoever. It's not it's not that we don't because obviously you know we can't help but bring value every time we you know do anything because that's just our nature. <laughs> And and our competencies, lives. We're saving lives, but <laughs> but you know, and I'm not I'm not saying that there aren't people who do good work online because there certainly are, but they're not the ones who are you know. Oh, they're not the ones storming the Bastille. They're not. They're not the ones who are called sanction. I'll tell you. Acting, they're not the ones who are acting like, um, you know, we we are we are we are all we are living on the edge of you know just. <laughs> total this and total that and if you don't do this then you're just playing into this and there's you know there's lizard people and shapeshifters and all this other kind of shit there's all this evil at work here and surely there is all that stuff in the world there has always been that shit in the world there's always going to be that shit in the world and you are never going to do anything about it outside of your own personal life and unless and there, it there it is you know uh, unless Unless you're a, you know, unless you're a, unless you're a tank gunner, unless you're a Navy SEAL, unless you're a cop on 9-11, all that shit aside, if you're, you know, just an average guy who wants to believe, you know, in the struggle and the constitution and everything else. Um, and I believe in all those things too, sort of, but the way I execute that is by giving myself the best life I can and hopefully giving that to a small circle of people who are around me or who depend on me for that. And that's about as far as it goes. And if you can even do that, you're ahead of the fucking game. But all this bullshit about we're going to change this, we're going to do this. And, you know, you mentioned it, you mentioned it on your stream with, with Ryan and Chesty the other, you know, last weekend, the real Patriots who want to do something about all this shit weren't running around the Capitol grounds on January 6th. Nope. They were they were at home at their reloading bench and they were, you know, they were at the gun range. They were doing shit, but they weren't poking the bear. Correct. Because because the only thing that happens when you poke the bear is you get bit. That's yeah. it. You and end Sted up four years in federal penitentiary. Stedman got bit because he was too dumb to understand what real life is actually like. And by extension, you know, his family is going to suffer from that as well. It's Exactly. That's what I meant by time will stop for him. All right. You know, because again, every person I've ever talked to that's been incarcerated, 
for, you know, we're talking at least a year. We're talking penitentiary, not jail. Okay. Every one of them, it doesn't matter what their crimes were. They did at least a year in, in prison, let alone federal prison. They all said the same thing which was time stopped, man. And yet time didn't stop for their wives, their girlfriends, their children, the their parents, okay? That's why I'm saying, you know, this first year when he goes in, there's some money set aside to help out. I'm sure his parents, her parents, maybe both are helping out. And so she's going to toe the line and yep, my husband was harshly convicted. And then a year from now, when the money is, is gone, because everybody chipped in their 20 bucks, their 100 bucks, whatever. But you can't do it indefinitely because that's not what the cheerleaders wanted to do. Okay. So the money is finite. It's going to run out. The goodwill of the parents and, you know, the parents on both sides, the grandparents, the goodwill's going to run out eventually because life goes on. And she's going to have a hard decision to make because life goes on. I've seen it over and over with people that were convicted of a federal, you know, of a felony that the first year is the easy year. I can stand behind him and he's my man. She's my woman. And I stand with them because, you know, I, they put the banner on Facebook. He was unjustly convicted. A year later, he or she is singing a different tune. Because life goes on, bills have got to be paid. And meanwhile, the father, the wife, whoever it is that's sitting in penitentiary rotting, they can't do anything because, hey, this is your world now. This is your reality. You get to sit here. You don't get to fucking, you know, if, if you're making money putting out license plates or you make a little money for swabbing floors in the kitchen, that money goes towards restitution. That money goes towards your fine, okay? So she shows up to say, honey, the bills ain't getting paid and your parents have had enough. There's nothing he can do about it. Not one thing, okay? So a year from now, I if, if what I've seen over and over is more likely the case, she's going to be like, I got to move on, man. I, I got two kids to feed because it's not your parents' jobs. It's not my parents' jobs. And while I still agree with your cause, you still have three more years to go, and she's going to move on, more likely than not. Right. Okay? And, and so and he'll come he, out. Didn't Pat used to say, like, hypergamy wasn't a thing, too? I don't know. He might have. But he's about to but, get a taste of it. Well, either way, <laughs> regardless, dude, I promise you this. Okay. Oh, and this is assuming he survives prison. Yeah. Okay. He may not. Okay. Pat's a pretty soft guy from what I've seen. He's came from privilege. He has both parents at home. He came from a university degree, all the signs of privilege. And he decided to go play Patriot. Okay. He's not from what I've seen from people I know. He's not designed to survive prison. Now I hope he does, but his survival in the next four years is not guaranteed. He may walk in. He may be carried out. It's possible. Well, that's that's the problem. You put yourself on the chopping block. You just never know where that hatchet's going to fall. And that's, right. you know, my whole and and don't get me wrong. I think what the government is doing to the January six people 
for the most part as a group is total bullshit. Okay. I, I think agree. as a I whole, it's I think bullshit. I think the charges are bullshit. I think generally based the, the problem here is is that you know he's the mouse that jumped on the trap and thought he could lick the peanut butter and get away with it. And mm -hmm. the problem is that the rats were sitting there like, you know, no, nah, if we can if we can make this stick, we're gonna make this stick and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get your head cut off in this trap. And that's exactly what they did, which goes back to, you know, and this is why everybody's always saying touch grass. You know, that's not just a slogan. If you're somebody who just lives on your computer, if your social life is fundamentally, you know, on social media, then you need to broaden your experience because this is how people get fucked up like that. And it goes back to something I said earlier. If you truly believe the government is a bad actor in most things, if not all things, then you don't put yourself in a position where they can easily act on you at the very least make it hard for them to find you make it hard you know be a hard target don't put yourself in the lion's mouth and if you do don't larp yourself as a hero for doing it you know right. because because in in Stedman's own words he basically said this is a dumb thing i did it for internet clout and if i could do it all over again i wouldn't well you know hindsight's a motherfucker right, dude. Exactly. hindsight hindsight is a motherfucker well, the thing is too is like pat's pat's patriotism would have been better served if he if he would have just stayed at home with his kids and taught them to distrust thank the government you. thank you if you want to be a exactly if you want to be a patriot stay home and teach your kids right raise the next generation to be better than what we have now absolutely yeah absolutely there you have it or that's, at that's least what I do with my that's why i do with my kid like i i I tell her similar shit. I'm like, dude, the government is not always there to protect you. It's not there dude, to help. The government you. was never there to protect. And, yeah, raise, it never raise was. your kids. Raise your kids to understand what the government is, what it is not, and then most importantly, raise them to always ask themselves the question: What do I want? Does this help me get what I want? Is this just a bunch of bullshit I'm doing because I'm caught up, you know, in with the caught mob, which is life. basically. All this was, it was, it was being caught up with mob mentality and then getting that, getting that, you know, endorphin rush of invincibility because, Hey, look at all these people. They can't arrest all of us. Well, you're right. They can't arrest all of you, but when you get on the internet and you give them exactly what they need to come find your ass, they don't need to. Yeah, they don't need you know? to arrest everybody. They can just arrest you and basically by de facto call you a ringleader. Okay? Right, that right. which is exactly what happened, which yep. is why people like me who think the same things more or less, you know, uh, in terms of what the government is or isn't, my ass, you know, hell, I'm retired. I can do what I want. My kids are raised. I don't, I can go wherever I want. And if I, you know, if I get busted or something like that, it really doesn't affect anybody but me, but I'm not putting myself in that kind of a dumb situation. Oh no. I mean, you know, when, you know, when, when, uh, when civil war two starts or whatever, and you know, you have to, you have to pick a side. All right. I'll pick a side, but at right now, uh, my side, you know, is my own and you exactly. know, it really always will my be side is me. Yep. You know, for the most part, I'm, uh, you know, for the most part, I'm Rhett Butler gone with the wind. I'm, I'm here to make a profit for me. 
and for mine. And the days of the days of all this, you know, I mean, there there never is an an ideological war anymore. But you know, there certainly won't be even with this. There is there is not going to be any deal where the patriots in the United States get together and they you know, enforce the constitution on the corrupt government. That's not the way shit goes down. No, it's never, it's never going to go down that way. And the people who want it to are, you know, are just going to end up being like Stedman getting thrown into prison for it. You're going to get ground up by the machine. If they're go, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, Real quick. I want to address Riley here for the $10. (laughs) For the fire and alcohol, $10, American. Thank you, Riley. And thanks for being a member again. I appreciate it. But yeah, it's it, it's one of those guys, you know, that's it ties into something else. You know, not only were his cheerleaders cheering him on to go and storm the Bastille, and now, yeah, some of them contributed towards his you know, dwindling money, you know, the, the, his legal fees, his, his fines, his restitution. And, you know, there was talk that, you know, he has his company, he owns 80%, she owns 20%, which I found ironic, you know, the 80, 20 rule, but I'm thinking, yeah, that company is worthless now. Okay. It, while he's in prison, he's not making anything off his company. So, you know, what, what's the math here? Zero plus zero equals zero. Okay. And again, watching his cheerleaders on Twitter, you know, thoughts and prayers when it came to his, you know, I'm begging for money to help me and my wife and kids out. Yeah. Some people contributed and you know what? That's on them. That's their money. They can do what they want with it. But like I said, the money's finite. Okay. The thoughts and prayers are forever. Okay. (laughs) And yet all these people and, and Ryan said it a while ago where he said, Hey, are you willing to step into his shoes and fill the void while she, while he's gone, you know? Are, oh, you, you think it's such a travesty of justice. You think that he was wrongly convicted, all that shit. Okay, cool. Are you willing to step in and be the father to his kids, be the husband to the wife, and, and contribute to their household to make sure those kids are taken care of? And man, all I heard, all I fucking heard, where's it at? It's here somewhere. Damn it, where's it at? I know it's here somewhere. I got to find it. Damn, I, I thought I had it on here. Where's my cricket sound? Boris is going to do it for you. That's what I heard when well, Ryan called it out. You know, hey, are you willing to step in and fill the void? Are you willing to step into the shoes while he's serving four years? And it was. And remember, you and pretty much everybody you interact with on the internet, yeah, probably there's a real person there somewhere. Not in every case, but in most cases. But, you know, the truth, the reality is that almost everyone I interact with on social media is just an account on social media. That's, and I don't mean that as an insult, but we don't, we don't, we don't hang out at each other's houses for dinner. Right. We we trade we trade shit posts and other amusing shit on you know on Twitter and on YouTube and on Instagram 
because occasionally it's funny and it's fun and whatever. But, you know, to me, you know, I mean, Danny, Chad, all you guys in the chat that I, you know, that I'm aware of and that I interact with and I like, you know, at this point, you're just a name on a screen. If you go to jail, right. you know, I'll probably be like, man, I wish he didn't go to jail. But that's about as much as it's going to affect my yeah. life. Yeah, I'll, I'll you know? send thoughts and prayers. Yeah, I mean, even, you know, Prayer. and, you know, I know I know Robin Bull better than most people who I don't actually know. And and, you know, if Rob goes to jail, I'm not going to be in Utah feeding his cat. No. <laughs> I mean, you no. know, so so why am I going to why would I even be a, a big enough douche to encourage somebody to do something? that is likely there's as likely as not to bite them on the fucking ass and you know and, but encourage them to do it because hey at least i get to i get to live vicariously through you know right. this guy and i get to oh, feed i get to feed i get to feed feed my <laughs> narcissistic fantasy off of his narcissistic fantasy and then you got yep. this endless daisy chain of narcissistic fantasies feeding off of each other that's all total bullshit that's and all it is and do you know what, you know, to add to that, do you know how much Nick contributed to my cat fund? I'll tell you right now. $5. That's what he contributed and plus a million thoughts and prayers, okay? And I don't blame him because my choices, my life, my bullshit, what I do, rather Nick cheerleads me on into it going, yeah, bro, Second Amendment, go for it, Okay. At the end of the day, when I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to prison. And Nick's like, thoughts and prayers and $5. That's what I'm going to get. Whose fault is that? I never gave Not you $5. Nick's fault. Wow. Well, well it, you know what? That's honest. And I respect that. I never that. gave you $5. Well, let me guess. One ninety nine. dollars I didn't, give you, I didn't give you anything for what? Oh, I didn't give you anything oh, for your oh. cat fund. There we go. So really, when it comes, I don't down, even know what your cat fund is. What is your cat yeah. fund? Well, I, I got to put it up in the chat. You know, I got to throw the link up because I already know what Nick's answer is now, kids. Thoughts and prayers. That's what but I'm going to get. That's the Nick. other thing too, because like, I've, if you uh, like a rainbow like in the with, dark, with, baby, like in the mob back in the, <laughs> back in the day, whenever mob uh, mob guys used to go in and take the fall in prison, you know, for somebody else for a capo hmm. or something like that. They they tell me, yeah, your your family's if you do this, your family's gonna be taken care of. That rarely they ever that, they, went they through. never yeah. were. They never yeah. were, which is why the law of Omerta was bullshit. It's why yeah. your 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 second in command, your underboss, you know, hint, hint, uh, what's his name? Sammy Gravano fucking flip tail on fucking, you know, what's his name? Uh the Teflon Don. Okay, what's yeah. why Gotti. he flipped? Yeah, on John Gotti. Gotti. Okay, because you know, hey, Sammy the Bull, you're looking at life in prison for the shit that we have enough evidence to put you in prison for the rest of your life, and yet we've also got evidence of your boss talking shit about you. You know, saying you're a piece of shit, you're gullible, you're 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 fucking nothing. Okay, because he couldn't shut his fucking mouth. And we have it all on tape. What do you want to do? Do you want to go do life? And he said something along the lines of, hell no. And away he went to save his own ass 
And I don't care, you know, you guys can talk about honor and all that bullshit. I don't blame Sammy when he realized fucking John Gotti did not give a fuck. Why should Sammy? So he looked out for his own self-interest and he sold him out. He's like, fuck the law of Omerta. I'm going to fucking put it all on the table. And that's exactly what he did, which is why he got like 10 years and now he's out. I don't even know if he's still alive. But that's why John Gotti went to prison and then died in prison. Same shit, guys. Same shit, only this is organized crime. Okay. Well, you, you know, know I realized crime stuff that that stuff never happened. Like, like they told these guys it was going to work out. They were like, oh, it's the it's first offense. They don't have you on much. You know, you can go do like three or four or five years and you'll be fine. We'll take care of your family financially, you know, while you're in there. And that, that shit rarely ever panned out right. to be that way. Well, watch, it, you it, know, it was the bare minimum. It was the bare minimum. Oh, yeah. Got, yeah. Go watch Donnie Brasco. You exactly know, what I was going to say. Donnie Brasco yeah. and Goodfellas. Donnie, you know? Yeah, yep. go watch those movies. And yes, they're fictional, but they're based on a true story. And go watch Donnie Brasco when, when or no, it was Goodfellas. When, when uh, what's his name? Uh, shit. Henry. Henry goes yeah. to prison. Henry goes to fucking yeah. prison. And the second time. The second yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. He was doing like a fiver or something like that. And then yet he gets out and the wife and kids are in this fucking sketchy apartment. Okay. Because, you know, and she's bitching at him when it was one of their visits saying, Hey, nobody's helping us out. And he's telling her, Karen, we're on our own here, dude. This is going to be fucking Pat talking to his wife in a year. She's going to come in and go, all the money dried up and your parents are tired of it. And my parents are tired of it. And he's going to go, Honey, we're all alone here. And that's how it's going to go. Right. And that's where I'm thinking, because out of all the people I know who got incarcerated, and like I said, I know a whole, you know, um, rogues gallery of people, men and women, who got incarcerated anywhere from 18 months to 20 years, okay? I know a lot of people. I, I Like I said, I have a colorful background. I know a lot of people who've done, done a lot of different time for a lot of different reasons. Every one of them that did time said time stopped. And when it came to relationships, you know, the, the husband went to prison, the wife went to prison. It doesn't matter, okay? The end result was the same. After the first year, you know, first year, everybody stood strong. Because they believed in the message, they believed in the cause. Second year, not one of them, not one. And I can think of like 15 different cases. Not one survived divorce, not one. Every single one of them, oh, yep, my wife divorced me, my husband divorced me. Because while you, the incarcerated, time stops. It's the same day over and over. For however long you're there, everyone else, life went on. And all the fanfare and all the bullshit and all the, hey, we stand with you, thoughts and prayers, all that shit went away. And especially in today's day and age where Andy Warhol said it back in the 60s, you have 15 minutes of fame. Pat Stedman, if he's lucky, got 15 seconds. 
Okay. He's going to be forgotten other than his family, his wife. He's going to be forgotten other than, you know, gatekeepers like me who says the internet never forget. He's going to be forgotten in six months. You watch. Okay. Because life goes on for the rest of us. We're going to be like, ah, it's Christmas. It's New Year's. It's Valentine's. It's whatever. It's my birthday. Meanwhile, Pat's going to rot in prison, fighting in some cases, depending on how severe it is. He may be fighting for his life. Just saying that his survival, him walking out in four years is not guaranteed. He may not live to see his, his end date. You know, oh, your time served. Time for you to go. He may not see it. I hope he does, but he may not. Okay. That's the reality of prison. And even if he does, and I hope he does, he's going to be changed when he comes out. Because every person, along with the whole, not one of them survived divorce. Not one. Prison's going to change him. For better or worse, it's going to change him. Okay? The guy we know, the narcissistic, LARPing, fucking, you know, relationship expert. That's not who's going to come out in four years. I promise you. Prison is going to change him. And he's, about even to if, find out, he's about to find out exactly how good women do smell. Exactly. <laughs> okay. For real. You know, like I said, his wife, life goes on. For him, it doesn't except for the daily survival in prison. And his life, if he survives it, his life's going to change. He's going to come out a different man. Now, is he going to come out the same narcissistic asshole that he is right now? Maybe. Then again, he might come out different like some other guys I know and say, fuck that. I never want to go back and I, I'm, you know what? I'm just going to fucking do my thing and take care of my kids, even if I'm not married to her. You know, even if she left, fuck it. I just want to be a dad and I'll go back to risk analyst shit, whatever. You know, he might learn, but who knows? Right now, I don't know. I'm not Pat. Well, I don't know. That's the him. other thing. Too. I, I doubt he's going to get rehired as a risk analyst. <laughs> Dude, I, I doubt the other he's thing too about to be the relationship expert that he claims he is because by the time he gets out, he's going to be irrelevant. By that. Well, the thing is, too, like with federal penitentiary time, you do you unlike many state prisons, you do day for day in a federal pen. So if you do four years, you're going to do those whole four years. Yeah. Whereas in a lot of state penitentiaries like here in Texas, because of a population, you know, it might be a two to one where you're you're sentenced to four, but you 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 do two, you know, and then they kick you out. But that's the federal pen. As far as unless it's changed some sometime, you you do the whole time. Yeah, they don't give a shit. Well, so to sum all that shit up, li live a real life. Don't live through the don't li live through the you know internet because that's just gonna because all, all the internet is is a is a playground of the mind and it ain't it ain't actually real. So <laughs> God, that that just you know just the just the. Just the thought of it, just the thought of like missing out on four years of your kids' lives when they're so young, when, you know, when that's your time to actually make an impression on them and make them your kids. I'm not sure how you do that if it's as long as four years, especially when you have one that's a newborn and then he's never, he doesn't even really know who you are yet. Mm -hmm. And, and when, you know, when you come out of that, even assuming the family stays together. Which it's is still, highly it's, unlikely. It's still going to be a different 
dynamic. Yep. It's going to be, I don't know how you, I, I really honestly, I, I don't know how you would ever, you can't really make that up to your kids. You can, and, and you can't just pick never. up where you left off. So you're going to, no, so, you're, ne you're never going to make that up, man. Ever. So no. how is that? So how is that going to go? And then, you know, then you're and your kids are, you know, either going to, you know, they're going to pick up that you're, you know, you're dealing them the same bullshit you dealt yourself and your online followers, or, you know, they're, they're going to have to reconcile themselves to the fact that this was more important than coming home every night and tucking them in, having dinner, being their dad, whatever shit. And they, they, that's who you are to them. I mean, that, well, that's when they look at you, that's what they see. It's gonna fuck him up whenever he gets he, whenever he gets released. It's gonna fuck him up when he goes back home and his kids are like, "Who's this man?" Yep. Who Who's are you? Guy? Who are yeah. you? Yeah, exactly. Um, real quick, I want to address Bacon here, and then I have something to add to this. So, Bacon, the goddamn Bacon for five five six. <laughs> this should get you a couple of cans of meow mix. Thanks, Bacon. So here's a fun little story, kids. So this was about a decade ago, maybe a little longer. I remember I went to a, in fact, it was a friend of mine. She had a graduation party. She just graduated from college. Okay. It took her six, seven years to do it. Anyway, there were two people, well, three, technically three people at the party that there's a convergence here. One was her cousin who just got out of prison after a three-year stint for drugs. He was dope dealing, okay? He was selling drugs. He got busted. He went away for three years, okay? I don't know all the details. I just know that he had gotten out of prison and that he did a three-year stretch. Now, there was a girl, a mutual friend of her, this woman who was having the party, a friend of ours, a mutual friend, and her 18-year-old son. His father, her husband, was doing a 20 to life. Oof. 20 to life for a sex offense. Okay. And this was the first year that he had been incarcerated. And I remember sitting there because the the you know the friend the the center of the nexus or it was her graduation party. She kind of took me aside and said, "Well, you know this girl. Well, yeah, I remember her from high school, and you know her husband. Yeah, I know her husband. And this is their son, their eighteen-year-old son. Okay, young kid. Okay, he's eighteen. He's just barely fresh, you know, ready to go into the world." Oh, and here's my cousin who just got done serving two, three years for drugs. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so are you guys with me? Got the story, right? The central characters that matter here, besides my observation, was the wife of the convicted sex offender and their son, and then this guy that just got out of prison on a drug offense. Okay. We're sitting there. And of course, you know, in my mind, I'm just dying to ask people questions, but you know, the elephant in the room, we're not going to address that. But the 18 year old son of the convicted sex offender speaks out. He, he, you know, the beauty of youth the, you know, from the mouths of babes asks the guy who just got out of prison, what's prison like? And that guy who just got out of prison on a drug offense 
for time served, says, ah, just a bunch of guys having sex. Okay. It's what he said. He was nonchalant and he went and got himself a drink. He said this to the 18 year old kid whose father was in prison for a 20 to life sex offense. Okay. The son believed whatever mom told him to believe. The wife, the mother believed what her husband, the sex offender, the guy who got convicted for the 20 to life. She believed him because according to her, you know, he got railroaded. You know, it's all, it's all a conspiracy. This guy, he didn't do nothing wrong. Okay. Cause that's what he told her. Okay. A year later, can you guess what happened? Never mind the guy that did the couple years for drugs. I, I have no idea what's happened to him. No clue. Okay. That's the first and only time I ever encountered him. And he said, you know, right, straight, matter of fact, nonchalant to an 18 year old man, young man, boy, when the boy man asked him, so what, what's it like in prison? And he said, ah, it's a bunch of guys having sex. And this is a state penitentiary, not a federal. Okay. I know because I know the offense and I know where he served because I did ask him, Hey, where'd you serve? And he's like down at point of the mountain down in Draper Bluffdale. Oh, so you were in the Utah state penitentiary. Yep. Okay, cool. All right. He was a released ex felon. He saw what went on in a state penitentiary. The son's asking him, Hey, what happens in prison? Ah, just a bunch of guys having sex. The wife and the son that first year stood by the man. He was wrongly convicted. He was railroaded. And hey, you know what? I don't know. Maybe he was. Do you know how many years he served before he got released? And he did. He got released. I know because I've looked at the sex offender registry because he's a registered offender. He's on the registry and that's public knowledge. He's out now. I mean, my God, this was years ago. But what do you think happened in the second year? Nick, Bull, chat, any of you guys want to hazard a guess what happened in the second year? She divorced him. Correct. She divorced him. And to this day now, because I talked to her here about five years ago, I'm like, hey, how you been? She's like, oh, I'm pretty good. You know, I'm living in fucking Portland or Seattle. I forget. It's West Coast now. She moved. And I'm like, oh, so how's things? You know, oh, I'm pretty good. Oh, that's good. Good. How's your son? Oh, he's good. You know, he's doing this. He's doing that. Yeah. Okay, cool. So uh, uh, you, you talked to Mark. And that's not his real name, by the way. But talked to Mark lately? Oh, no. We got divorced years ago. And I'm like thinking, wait, whoa, whoa. No, there was no we. You got divorced. And I'm like, so uh, what's your take on all of that with Mark? Because I remember you stood with him at the time. Yeah, she kind of changed her mind. Because <laughs> to use legalese, there was a preponderance of evidence. Okay. Oh, gee, maybe Mark did what the court convicted him of. Hmm. Maybe he is a sex offender. I don't know. I'm not her. I'm not him. And it's none of my business. But she went from standing by her man to, yeah, I divorced him because, you know, the evidence outweighed his story. And I'm putting it, I'm paraphrasing it to be nice. I really am. And for expediency. There was a lot more vitriol and venom than what I'm telling you guys. And this was a guy that now is out on parole because he was looking at 20 to life. 
and he served about 10. And then, hey, you're a good, you're, you know, you're a good inmate. You got good behavior. Yeah, it's kind of hard to fuck up when you're in solitary confinement. Okay. But I also have a cousin in my family. So this is close to home. Who did, well, he was convicted of grand theft auto crossing state lines, which made it a felony. He served his entire sentence in a federal penitentiary, okay? He got convicted at 21. He didn't get out till about 31, 32. He was looking at a 20-year sentence. Well, part of that, Nick, is because when he went to prison, he's a white guy, like you, like me, like Bull. And, you know, what happens in prison? Bunch of guys having sex. He ganged up. He joined the Aryan Brotherhood for protection. He's got the gang tattoos from prison to prove it. He's got the swastikas and the fuck the worlds and Adolf Hitler. They're on his body to this day. This guy's now in his 60s. Okay, this was a long time ago. This was back in like the 80s. He joined a gang for protection. So he did gang shit. Okay. He was making hooch and he was doing shit that was unbecoming of an inmate because when you're in a gang, you got to do dirt. Nobody rides for free. You want protection from the other gangs and the other inmates. You want to join the gang, you get tatted up and you follow the code, whatever that code is. So he's got all the Aryan Brotherhood shit all over his body, everywhere, his back, his chest, his arms. And I get it. He did it to survive. I understand that because it's a federal penitentiary. Okay. I'm not faulting him for doing what he had to do, but instead of getting out on early parole for good behavior, he did his full term. He did about 15 years because he got caught with contraband. He got caught doing this. He got caught doing that. And honestly, guys, this was his first offense, okay? He went in young, he came out older, and it changed him, okay? To this day, right now, 2023, it fucking changed him. Now, did he walk a straight line after that? No. He did other shit. He went back to jail, all kinds of shit. He's the black sheep of the family. Hey, I still think he's an all right dude, but at the same time, he made choices, and for that, well, that's on you, bro. I get it. You did what you had to do to survive. You did what you felt was necessary so that you could keep yourself intact. I'm not going to fault him for that, but I'll tell you what, the government didn't give a fuck, okay? This could be Pat Stedman. Four years is the minimum. That's what I figured out talking on Red Morning with Ryan and Chest. I thought four years was the maximum. So I'm thinking, oh, shit, he's got, you know... 14 months and he'll be out. That's, that's, you know, I wouldn't want to do a year and change, but hey, a year and change is not bad. No, no, Chest corrected me. Four years is what he'll do, but he could do up to 20. And if he has to join a gang to keep his asshole intact, he might do it, you know, because life is harsh in a fucking federal penitentiary. So he may do whatever is necessary and I wouldn't fault him. But four years may be just the beginning. Yeah. There might be more, up to yeah, 20. You know, we, you know, depending on what happens while he's there, we may never hear from Pat Stedman again. You know, and that's assuming he walks out. He may not. Now, the question, it goes back to what we've been talking about all night. Is that what you do for your family? Is that how you be the father, the man? man up and be the man in the relationship? Is that the most effective way to be the father and the husband? I don't think it is. 
But hey, maybe, you know, maybe you have a different opinion. Maybe being a patriot and dying for the cause is better for you. To me, I'm thinking, ah, man, what a waste, you know, because those kids, they may not grow up without him, but a lot of their formative years will be without him. Okay. That when, you know, assuming he only does four years and he's a model prisoner and he gets out in four, those kids, the the brand new kids, not going to even know who he is. And the young, you know, the oldest one that's a couple years old, they're not going to know who he is. They're going to be like, who the fuck's this guy? And prison will change him for better or worse. It's going to change him. And from what I've seen in literally every case, and I know a lot because I have a colorful background, not one marriage survived a prison sentence, especially, you know, unless it was a year or less, but anything over a year, none of them survived. Not that's one. another, that's another thing too. Is that depending on what prison he goes to, like you can sit uh, sit there and think, well, he can bring the kids with him whenever they visit him. A lot of prisons don't allow that shit. Right. They well, and how does that look to the kids when you're looking at your father, your mother behind glass? You can't touch them. You can't hug them. You know, you talk to them on a telephone. How's that being a good dad? You know? You raise your kid from an early age that, ah, you see your dad, he's distant and he's behind fucking glass. Can't touch him, can't hug him. And it's been proven, according to science and studies, that, you know, touching another fellow human being, touching your children, touching your spouse matters. How does this fuck shit up? So, was it worth going to the Capitol building and storming the Bastille for patriotism? I don't know. Maybe. Not in my book. My book, it's like, dude... You could have probably been better off being a patriot, staying home and raising your kids. But hey, what do I know? I'm just the guy that's 51 years old, never has done time personally. And if I can die that way and never serve time, then I've accomplished my goal, which is, hey, that's my biggest goal, kids. Hey, Rob, what are your goals in life? My biggest goal, stay out of prison. That's my biggest goal. Okay. Beyond that, eh, it's a little open to interpretation, but as long as I can still get up, have a beer, go to work, do whatever and bitch about it. That's fine. Bitch about the government. Bitch about men and women and women and men both ain't shit. Hey, at least I have the freedom to do it. That's my goal is to stay out of prison. And if I die with never seeing a day behind bars, then you know what? I succeeded. And so far, I've been pretty good at that. And that's because I'm not getting caught up in LARPing and internet cheerleading for clout and ego. So take that as you will. Decide what you want. And to be fair and honest, if I hear about any of you guys, you know, you went off the deep end and, you know, you had to be a patriot or whatever it is and you end up behind bars. I'm going to laugh at you too. Just like I would expect you to laugh at me if that's the way it went, if, if, if it goes the other way. I don't expect any sympathy or mercy because it's going to be by my own actions if I end up there or not. So, hey, but don't expect any sympathy from me, which is why I can laugh and be giddy and talk shit because it's like, ah, this fucker deserved it because everything ultimately was his choice. He could have stopped anytime and he chose not to well fuck him then this is what he gets that's my take bull you got anything to add no he should man that guy is fucking stupid man like i, I don't well, that's it you know that's that's the point he's a cautionary tale 
I mean, it is. Just, just pay attention to this shit. Fucking don't on, don't be like social him. media. Social media is not real. It's not real no. life. Real life has consequences. Yep. Both for and you and for people around you. Him. Right. And he, and he fucked around. He's about to find out. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, you know, this next year is not going to be too bad. It's the it's the full first year in that's wow. Now we're going to get real. Okay. He doesn't know that yet, but it's coming. And I know it just from again. My colorful background with multiple people who've spent I think, time. Uh, I think someone asking earlier what if I was a cop. Boris knows a lot about prison. Well, the thing is, I, I was a military. I was a military police and Marines, but also too, my brother, my younger brother, one of my younger brothers was a he was a corrections officer for Huntsville prison system out here, and he's got stories. That motherfucker's got stories. Well, yeah, and, and, and even at state prison level, man, it's it's fucking man. You state don't want to go there. Yeah, state you prison. Know, Harsh, let alone federal. That's yeah, federal prison's a gladiator academy, from what I've heard. It's so like oh, that's depending, on what, the pri- depending on what prison you go to, yeah, it's fucking gladiator school. Yeah, like you're, that's what I mean. And a lot of the stuff, like the the what you were saying, where he he could serve the minimum, or he can serve up to twenty years. Like that's the problem with Peck because he's not smart enough to get in some shit and not get caught in prison. Because one of a lot of things, like if, if he does, if he does happen to gang up or something like that, or if it's that, oh, he's gonna of, get hammered. He'll get he's hammered. Gonna, yeah, he, he's got to he's gonna have to gang up because he's a small dude. So he's gonna yeah. have to gang up, and they make you do shit there that puts that can tack on you know years to your to your fucking years. sentence. Yep. If you, if you get caught. Four year sentence just turned into the full 20. Yep. Oh. I know. Like I said, I have a cousin that, you know, did, you know, his sentence started out, I think was like five for what he did for Grand Theft Auto Crossing. State. I mean, because like if they, if they could talk, they, they could go in and talk or CEOs can go in and toss yourself. They find contraband, you know, what kind of contraband that is. That's, that's more years. Yep. That's, that's what a year, two years, life. five years extra. That's what happened to my cousin. It always start. It always starts as like a guy comes up to you and say, "Hey, I need you to. I need you to stash this for me." Yep. It's not. He's not asking you. No, it's not an he's ask. Telling you, he's <laughs> telling you. You fucking yeah. stash this. That's what I'm it's saying. It's not a request. No, you know? not a request. And that's it, in your. That's, that's in your own game. Like that's yep. in your own group telling you to do that. That's the people you're with that protect you from other groups. Yep. So if they if they tell you to to stick this up your ass, you're sticking it up. Whatever. Guess what you're doing. Yep. You know. And if you get caught with it, prison pocket. If you get caught with it in your cell, that's what I'm saying. Pat's not fucking smart enough to to get away with this shit. If he gets caught with this, come on, he's not smart enough. If he if his cell gets tossed and he gets that and he gets caught with that little baggie of whatever, that's another five years he's doing. Yep. Or more. Yep. And guaranteed, you know, his wife might say, oh yeah, four years, I can do that. He gets caught for whatever and they tack on another five. She's done. Guaranteed. Because you're looking at nine years at that point. The fucking oh, kid is teenagers. I, when I was in the military, when I was in Marines, I saw Marines go out for a rotation. They're freshly married probably a few months beforehand to their girl. And the girl's like, oh, yeah, I can handle this. But like after nine months of him, six, nine months of him not being there, she's like, you fucking divorced him. She's like, I can't handle it. Yep. So that's six or nine months. Yeah, that's a that's under a year. That's under a that's year. That's what I'm talking about. That's why I'm saying every relationship that I know of personally, when it came to incarceration, not one survived more than a year. Not one. Or she's still married to him, but she's getting railed by like two or three other dudes. You know? Well, there's that, too. 
But yeah, dude, I've I've not yet in my own personal experience encountered a marriage that survived more than a year in incarceration. That's what I'm saying. Not one. It's like 100% they all got divorced. And it's like, yeah, that first year I can do this, the second year, because again, time stops for you as the incarcerated, but not for everyone else. Everyone else, life goes on. They got bills to pay. They got mouths to feed. They got shit to do. That money, that, that income dries up, man. And shit's going to get real. Fast. Yeah. Yep. That, that go fund me shit that he's got going on. Yeah. That, that might carry him through the first year if, if they manage it well. After that, the money's drying up because that's what it always does. And the okay. thing is too, like, I, under, you know, yeah, Pat, Pat had a choice and stuff, but like those, the people on 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 Twitter and stuff that were egging his ass on and stuff like you have to understand like also too those people are pieces of shit in my book they were well, supreme. I'm, pieces I'm of not shit. gonna argue that, but you know what? Pat didn't he, have to. Of course, Pat didn't have to listen to him and all that. Yeah, but still, exactly. these people. There you these go. These people should have fucking. They shouldn't hey, have been doing that either. Coulda shoulda. Coulda woulda shoulda. Well, the fact okay. that they were doing it, I mean, it's it's fucking. They're pieces of but shit. That's the dude. That's the reality of the internet. Okay. All kinds of people in this chat right now can cheerlead me on to my own destruction. Whose fault is it if I choose to go there? Is it yours, yeah. yeah, exactly. In the end, it's my choice. And that's how I look at it. That, yeah, I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing, but at the same time, he could have chose to go, whoa, wait a minute. No different than anyone in this chat. They could egg me on to do whatever stupid shit. And if I choose to go along with it, whose fucking fault's that? Mine or theirs? That's, it's my fault because I made the choice. Because otherwise, I'm going to tell these guys, yeah, go fuck yourself. I'm not going to do that, okay? He chose to listen. Well, like I said, whose fault's that? That's not their fault in my book. That's his fault. He chose mm-hmm. to listen and decide, yep, I'm going to go play Patriot. Well, fuck you, dude. Well, then this is what you get. And of course, your very cheerleaders are the ones doing thoughts and prayers, not throwing money. Well, I mean... Stepping but up. The thing is, too, it's like kids. You, you'd never you like me personally. You would never. I don't give a shit about Pat either way, one way or another. Right. But, you know, you would never. You would never see me on social media, fucking trying to being one of those guys egging them on. Right. I say anything. I didn't say anything. Well, but same here. I definitely, I definitely didn't tell him to. Yeah, that's a good idea, bro. Go for it. Eh, no, neither did I. But you know, hindsight, I almost kind of wished I was one of those guys because fuck it. You know, if you're that gullible and that stupid, dude, I'll give you all the bad advice in the world because that'll be fun watching you burn. But that's me. I'm I'm a I'm a fucking sadistic motherfucker that way. You know, I keep it in check. Believe it or not, I keep that shit in check because there's so many times I want to egg dudes or chicks on. Yes, queen. Yeah, king. There's so many times, dude, that I choose not to hit send. So many times that I'm like, no. Nope, it's not worth it. Fuck it. But man, the temptations there that it's like, oh, I like this motherfucker on. Why not? It, it'll be fun to watch him burn, especially if he takes my advice. It'll be great, you know, but I choose not to. That's me. Anyway, kids. Hey, Nick had to go, obviously. And we're sitting at about almost, well, it is. It's over two hours and 35 minutes. I'm fucking hungry. I don't know about you, Bull, but I'm fucking yeah. hungry. So, kids, we're going to call it a night. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for the super chats, guys. Thanks for the conversations. We'll see you all on the next one. Lord, I've had a good laugh, and I think I lived it right. 
Bet there's a big old orgy waiting for me in the sky. I'm sure behind them pearly gates there's booze and weed and pills. But if there ain't sluts in heaven, Lord, send me down the hill.